Hey everyone, today is Tuesday the 17th of January 2017. This is The Gap, episode 353. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here tonight. I'm here. And so is Mr. Jeremy Junglish Ray. He's back. Well, hello. How was your, um, your Christmas? You went overseas. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I did a town in the Netherlands called Groningen. Um, it's all the way up the top for about two weeks. And then I did Iceland for a week and Amsterdam for a couple of days and Antwerp for one night. So, um, yeah, it was a good, good trip. That's awesome, man. Um, we, we couldn't get you on for our end of the year show, but uh, I would take a stab at what your game of the year was. It was probably the same as ours. <laughs> Uh, oh, did you guys pick um, Barbie Island Princess 2? Of course. Yeah, why well, wouldn't we? What else nice. would we have picked? High five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned... It was a shame because I wanted to come to the last one, but um, uh, I think I mentioned before, um, like the last time I was talking to you guys, I mentioned that like Dark Souls 3 for me was like so far ahead of any other game that it was like that meme of Usain Bolt finishing his race and looking behind and like smiling at the second place person because <laughs> he's got so much time like yeah. and like that I say that even without exaggeration like any other game even Overwatch um, like I think Dark Souls 3 is so far ahead of it in terms of game of the year um, a couple of people have mentioned to me and I, I guess you probably would have talked about this job already but that they, they feel the DLC actually made it less of a game of the year contender. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people went with Overwatch. But more and more, I feel like this whole game of the year thing, like the whole concept of a game of the year is really... I mean, it was always pointless, but it's just fun of to course. talk about. But yeah. now, like, now that we're in... Like, cause when I started being in you know a games critic or whatever um you could kind of be across everything like you could have played every game that came out in the year yeah and then it slowly turned into okay no one person can play every game but maybe an outlet can play every game um so like between five people you could play every game that would come out in a year and now it's at the stage where not even an outlet can cover everything or even know about everything yeah so the whole game of the year thing is really just um, out of the category of what you've played. And then when yeah. you look at those, the game awards and stuff like that, they really do look like a list of games that just magazine editors felt like they had to play. Yeah. Yep. The popularity you know, like, type thing. Yeah. Like they have inside, and, and there's certain games that, that staffers avoid. Like st- a lot of staffers just won't play a Dark Souls game because they know it'll take 80 hours. And like mag-, mag editors will like try and stay away from it. Milner plays it because he, God bless him, he felt like he needed to research it and figure out what this whole Souls thing is about. But um, I'll point at other people and say, look, like if you have insight in your category for best narrative, that means you're opening up the category to storytelling through level design yeah. and um, uh, getting things across without words. And if you're opening it up to that, then Dark Souls has to win. Yeah, it just has to like it's it's the best at it, um, no argument. But um, yeah, it's uh, so many people wouldn't have played it, and it's just you know the whole idea of having a category now, even when you haven't played like half of the games that would be in that category. I don't know, it's a bit pointless and a bit silly. And I've you know I'll point at myself and critique myself on this as well. Like 
2016 for me was definitely a year where I just picked one game and hammered it. Yep. And I have, I have huge blind spots. Like I'd never played Uncharted. Um, never played uh, Far Cry Primal. There's, there's quite a few games. Oh, you started on the top there with Primal. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the reality is, right? Like even, even if you try to play as many games as you can, I try to play as many games as I can. But yeah, like... I don't have time to play a game that I'm not enjoying it anymore unless I'm being paid. Like, yeah, unless yeah, that's right. some, an editor is paying me to play this game that I don't like uh, so that I can then criticize it. I, I just don't have it. Like, I don't have the time to finish Uncharted if I get a third of the way into it and I think fucking hate it or like I, I didn't even i guess i didn't even necessarily fucking hate it i just hated the way they were doing certain things the way they were like <laughs> refusing to like move on from certain ideas while yeah like just sort of blatantly fan servicing all over the fucking place and, i don't know I, i'm yeah. a, a, got a real bugbear about Uncharted at the moment because it reminded me so much I watched the finale of Sherlock and uh, so the latest season of Sherlock's out and I believe it's the end I believe that's all the Sherlock that ever will be and to be frank after that season I'm glad because it was fucking horse shit Uh. like just garbage fan service shit and it like got me thinking about other garbage fan service shit and whether we saw it much in in games and that's what uncharted was to me like uncharted was just Mm. yeah pandering um this this is everything you expect from an uncharted game well like is it though maybe (laughs) maybe what i expect from an uncharted game isn't what i expect from from an uncharted like maybe just doing more of the fucking same isn't isn't this that maybe some set pieces and some janky fucking shooting isn't really enough for me if the systems were flawless perhaps i'd be okay with it but yeah I don't know. yeah i was talking to uh jesse um the uh, geek and gamer girl twitch streamer mm-hmm. yeah who was saying she was cupping shit for saying that she liked the last of us better than uncharted 4 but um i I can, I mean, I've seen Uncharted 4, I haven't played through it, yeah. but um, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, I, I don't, I don't agree. I, you know, I've just judged, but I, uh, I'm pretty played. sure her opinion is wrong. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. my bad. <laughs> I mean, The Last of Us, I thought was 10 out of 10 until you get to the end. <laughs> And haven't they undone the- all of that anyway? So, it's semi-spoiler alert, but the PSX trailer, right? Oh, really? Did they spoil something? Yeah. Um, and what about the stealth? The stealth is fucking terrible. Yeah. And, and half the game is stealth in The Last of Us. The Last of Us, yeah. Yeah, and it's fucking aggravating. Are you punching the desk? Really yeah. I actually kind of like I really like the progression of Ellie though. And mm. actually it made me think of that when I was playing The Last Guardian. Because the progression that Trico has it reminded me a lot of Ellie. How she would um, 
like your relationship with Trico would evolve just like it did with Ellie. And also uh, the character would evolve, not just in the cutscenes and story, but through gameplay as well. Like you have a moment in the last of us where Ellie <clears throat> decides to join in a fight and throw a brick and then jump on a guy's back. Um, they, they sort of don't make a big deal out of it, even though it is a big deal. It just kind of happens in gameplay. Um, and it's the same thing in last guardian. The Trico just kind of starts all of a sudden putting itself at risk to help yeah. you and getting over its fears. Yeah, well, like, Trico was the most genuinely interesting part of that game, eh? Like, uh, I'm surprised you pers- persisted with that. I mean, if we're, we're jumping from one game. <laughs> Talk, oh, right. Talking about getting paid to... Uh, <laughs> That was one of those. I mean, I I wanted to play it anyway because I'm such a big fan of Ego and Shadow. But um, yeah, wow, the controls and the camera. Right. uh, I was reviewing it though, so yeah, I did have to finish it. Uh, Like, I I actually, we talked about it before, but uh, I actually liked struggling to control Trico. I thought that was really, uh, like, unique. And uh, it sort of gave him personality. But struggling to control whatever the fuck his name is. Is that like in a meta way? Like it's it's hard to control your pet in real life, so Yeah, exactly. It should right? be hard to control Trico. <laughs> like you I don't mean, have perfect control. You you are like it, it is second person, right? Like you have direct control over your character, but you like you don't have direct control over Trico, so it shouldn't be flawless control. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's I really mean, I, cool. I can see that, yeah. But I also think if you're doing the right thing, then the the right thing needs to happen. If you're yep. if you're putting in the right input, because I've been putting in something correct for 15 minutes before, and he just wasn't doing it. And it was shortly after I got the ability to command Trico. Mm. And um, I've heard someone say 45 minutes before. Wow. Of, of doing the right thing, and obviously you start to second guess yourself and going, you know, am I doing the right thing? It seems like the right thing. Yeah. So you start to do other shit. And then and you come back to it. It's like, what was the right fucking thing the whole time? <laughs> he just finally decides to do it. Fucking Trico. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just, it's so hard to do extremely basic stuff. Like, even just getting off of Trico. Like, just jumping off it. Or, like, letting go of the fur because the boy fucking auto grabs fur if he's falling. And if like if you're in water and you're trying to get off Trico, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, the boy. I don't know. The complexity of controlling him is just well off. It, it shouldn't shouldn't have released like that, in my opinion. It shouldn't. It's and there's no excuse for it. It's really yeah. like the the giant shame for me is that. Because obviously they they excel at creating those relationships, and the relationship with Trico evolves, and it's great, and that's the uh, that's the main strength of the game, and it's that makes it one of those games that you want to show your friends that don't like they aren't gamers, because you want that to be the game that you show them to say, hey, games can be more than just shooting people in the face, yeah. But then you would never actually give The Last Guardian to a new gamer because of all this control and camera bullshit. You have to actually be MLG just to fucking wrestle with the camera. So um, it's a shame. I'll, I'll never, unfortunately, give my non-gamer buddies the last guardian. Yeah, <laughs> has to be something else. 
Yup. Um. Cool. What's next on the list? Stuff. Um, let's talk about. We just started. What kind of fucking kind of segue is that? Well, look, you're not. (laughs) No one listed. Oh, they did listed Last Guardian. Look, it says here Last Guardian. That's what threw me off. Not the Last Guardian. The. Um, yeah, Battle Right. Battle Right's an interesting one. I saw with Jung tweeting about it, uh, tweeting about how, you know, if you're into competitive games, you should really check out Battle Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, he talked about that on the podcast the other, other time he was on. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in. I need something to play. And so I did. I uh, bought it, uh, played it, played it for about three hours, I think, two and a half hours maybe. Uh, and so I was, I was like, I literally jumped out. And uh, realized I'd played for over two hours because I was going to Steam refund it. Because I'm like, this, I am not <laughs> having fun with this. Uh, so I played the tutorial, uh, not a very helpful tutorial. Then I played a bunch of AI games. Um, and they're over in like seven-ish minutes. And I must have played, yeah, like over maybe a dozen, maybe a dozen fucking AI games and I was doing well. I thought I'm like, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. And then I jump into um, some like player versus player games and I'm just getting the shit fucked out of me. And I have like literally no idea. I'm encountering all this shit that I didn't see in the tutorial and I sort of ignored in the AI games because it wasn't necessary. And so I'm like, this, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, I'm getting fucking blasted here and like my my teammates are uh like either extremely patient or straight up fucking not happy with me i turned on i turned on chat i turned off chat uh (laughs) and i'm like yeah fuck this fuck this game i don't have time in my life for this shit like how the fuck am i supposed to do this so i'm like i well i'm over two hours so i own it now uh jung can you point me to some YouTube videos on how to fucking play this shit, please? And uh Poo just jumped in to tell me how to do it. Uh, like, jumped into the game, and I'll tell you what. Like, we we were playing 2v2s while, we were, while I was learning how to play. Yeah. And uh, to Jung's credit, like, Jung, playing, playing 2v2s with Jung must be like if you were to play... 2v2 basketball and Shaq is on your team and Shaq is good enough at playing that not only can you <laughs> like win but he can make you feel like you're actually contributing even though you're not really doing shit and well, I uh, hope that I was support <laughs> yeah so Jung's running like running around as a support and he's healing me and keeping me alive as best as he can, even though I'm like actively dodging out of his heels a lot of the time. I didn't realize until later uh, that I was doing this. But uh, yeah, I'm like jumping away from his fucking heels and I'm like doing all kinds of dumb shit. And I've got I've like genuinely no idea because basically the problem with Battle Ride is that you need a fucking jungle on your side to tell you how to fucking play because the tutorials and the, yeah. AI, the AI is awful and the tutorial doesn't tell you fucking shit. It tells you the basics. It tells you what Q button does and what the E button does. That's not helpful. That Like, yeah. first of all, it's not helpful because it's only one character specific uh-huh, in, like, it never tells you what a fucking counter is. Uh-huh. 
It never tells you what the big ball in the middle is or whether or not it's important. It doesn't tell you all this kind of shit. So when you get into the AI games, you're basically like, well, I know how to press fucking WASD, Q, W, E, fucking R, and F, and my mouse button, and whatever. So fucking I'll do that. And you do that. The AI is dumb as balls. So it'll just fucking beeline straight at you. And because that, you like rip the AI to shreds. And then, yeah, it's it. That's mm. it. You're done. You're like, you're like, okay, well, I think I've got this now. I, I guess I roll on in. I uh, try to manage my cooldowns and shit. And it's basically a mobile, I guess. And then you jump into a fucking 2v2 game against humans. And you are, yes, yeah, it's, it's like you've spent all that time learning how to swim. And then they push you off a fucking cliff and they expect you to fly. And you're like, uh, I don't think I'm ready for this. So yeah, you yeah. need a jung. It's still early access. Your own so, um, pocket jung. Yeah, they. I mean, in the absence of a proper tutorial, I don't know why they don't just link to one of the community tutorials, right? Because there's quite a few that that are passable. Yeah. Um, or even just like they could spend two grand and get like a small time video producer like me. Um, to just make a video and yep. it would explain all that shit. Like the orbs in the middle are quite important. Yep. Um, especially if you're in a clutch situation, because like if you, if you're doing two V twos and your teammate dies in your one V two, if you get, if, if you secure the orb or maybe like they, they start attacking the orb and you steal it, um, you actually get double the health and energy. Because the health and energy is split between the team. Split, right. So, like, it's super important for clutches. Yeah. Um, and some characters are really good at it, like Taya. But uh, yeah, they should they should sort that out. They, I mean, I actually really like where their priorities are at because they um, made a, a public decision, which is what I was saying on Twitter, um, to focus on design first. Yeah. And it was just literally almost like with with religious fucking fundamentalists like <laughs> like not deviating at all like we're going to yeah. be design 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 gameplay 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 and we're going to make nothing else absolutely nothing else no uh and it's quality of life shit no quality of life no yeah. uh no features no not even like a, a matchmaking system or you know even even that type of stuff which is crucial for a competitive game yeah uh, like a ladder system so the ladder system they've got at the moment is the second version of the ladder system the last one was even shitter all right and um but you know i i kind of like it and even like the graphics and stuff like i'm not a big fan of the art i think the art direction is is pretty shit and um like it's functional in that it lets you know what the area of effect is on an ability but like a lot of the cosmetic stuff that they've got is like I don't I don't want to spend money on that like <laughs> yeah and like the outfits and stuff and the progression systems are not there um, but yeah having said all that I'm really cool with the fact that they just got their design and their gameplay down first and uh, now it's just a really fucking fun game to play and they're gonna start adding the meat around that as they go along and I think they've got about six months left to do that but for me that's flying like this is all i need like i don't need it to look amazing i don't need progression systems um i just need a, a kick-ass game and now that the like it would be nice if they keep improving the matchmaking and the ladder system and stuff like that but uh, yeah speaking of fucking games that 
Like you, you don't have time to play unless you're being paid for it. Like this, this is actually costing me money. This game <laughs> because like it's impacting on other work. Because uh, I just want to play so much fucking battle. Right? It's insane. I'm loving. It. I could write like a, a massive list of things that I love about battle. Right? And like the different characters and stuff. And obviously, to me, it's all new because like, um, it's it's a lot of the ideas come from Bloodline Champions. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of the champions are sort of refined versions of those champions. Uh, so to other people, like in Europe and stuff, like they've, it's been a slower progression. But to me, it's just like fucking amazing. Like all these really great design ideas in this little game. So I'm loving it. Fucking loving me some battle, right? Yeah, I uh, I began to really enjoy it as well, and. Like, but it wasn't until I, I was taught how to fucking play it or I understood how to play it. It's, it's, it is really what's really surprising to me is how important the like uh, philosophical shift to thinking about it like a fighting game is as opposed yep. to a uh, as opposed to a mobile because if you play it like a mobile it just it doesn't really work on that level like yeah um, it just it that's just not how it plays and you need to instead yeah like obviously it's got MOBA elements but the the functional way to play it is much more like a fighting game and i've never been particularly good at fighting games but that's not because that's more because i uh have to like it's like if you were unable to touch type for me fighting games my problems with fighting games are often like i'm unable to touch type and i have to actively think about doing combos I have to actively think about doing moves and shit like that, which means I'm unable to think about the strategy of the game. And so as yeah. a result, like the way the battle right changes that is that uh, it allows me, because it's all very simplistic, uh, well, not simplistic, it's simplified rather, um, because it's all simplified down to the, the same buttons all the time, I'm able mm-hmm. to instead think about the, the tactical element. Uh, and yeah, so it's it's like a fighting game I can actually fucking play. There was yeah. another game that kept, there was another fighting game, I can't remember what it was, is right now, but it sort of kept Dive all the, uh, sorry? Dive kick? Dive kick, yeah, dive kick. Yeah, it kept all, yeah. all the, like, it kept it very simplified so that you're instead thinking about the moment-to-moment shit. Um, and, yeah, so it, once you sort of shift that mindset, uh, once you understand what you're supposed to be fucking doing, yeah, it's a really, really compelling fucking experience. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. like the... Yeah, you got to leave You know the you earned it. It's fucking depressing, like- but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah turn the ch- it's it's really fucking toxic. Like I was saying that since the start. Like, yeah, it's one of those. It's in that sense, it very much is a MOBA. It's like you want to leave chat on because you want to strategize with your teammates, but you also really want to turn chat off. But uh, you know, yeah, when you win, you you know you earned it. It's a bit like Dark Souls in that respect. It's like you have this this feeling of like there was no randomness in that. We did yep. that. And we ended up having some good. You you had some uh, MVP rounds. Yeah. Some, some like we business. literally we went from guys straight up saying, "Are we playing against AI?" Implying that I was fucking awful, which I was. Uh, to we were winning games, and I was getting MVP, and we were putting up pulling. I was pulling off some clutch horseshit, and it literally it straight up felt like. 
that that Dark Souls fucking progression from what the fuck is going on to everything makes sense to me now. Let's let's go fucking beat this boss. Mm. And yeah, it was it was really fucking satisfying. Uh, yeah. really cool. And you go through different characters and you find one that's like more suitable. Some are more mechanical than others. Like I think the one that I'm using is is a lot less mechanical and a lot more about decision making. Um, he's got a lot of heal and peel. And, oh, that's um, the te- teleporting guy. The yeah, serious. The serious. Uh, yeah, it's like a melee healer. Yeah. Um. So, but he's he's like an in your face healer. He's a frontline healer. Um. But uh, some other characters like Freya are so like the the skill ceiling is amazingly high and like I don't even think anyone has reached it yet like even yeah. the pros and stuff and it's when when you have like someone like that the skill ceiling so high and her animations are so cool she's just made for a highlight reel so like whenever you see someone clutch with a Freya it looks amazing and you just want to do it so I was playing Freya for ages and uh it's so much fun <laughs> it's like yeah. a different game playing a, a different character is like playing a different game there's some that have you know uh they're more focused on bullets and stuff like that and more focused on energy management and some are hit and go or yeah hit and run but uh yeah it Two is a huge fun. shift playing a different character like i so the two i was actually good with were uh big fat shield dude whatever his name is well back oh and uh frogman uh um, oh, yeah croak croak those were the two i was actually good with and uh croak is the one that i queue with when you're not around yeah uh, to play um yeah i queue as him to to play because i'm actually able to get away with some shit uh, especially when they, he's got this ultimate ability where he like swoops through, and uh, anyone like if they're close enough, if they're in a line where he swoops, they'll both get hit by the ultimate, and it's sort of like a uh, delayed effect uh, attack. Yep. And the real key to it is like activating it when they have cooldowns on their ability to jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just it so feels so good when you, yeah you, you bait out their jump and then you throw it on them and if you can get get it hit off it takes a chunk of damage and it puts them in a real bad way as well and you're able to continue pressing the hurt as well and he also yeah. he goes invisible and when he comes out when he attacks out of invisibility he stuns it's a uh, it's a like huge harass ability um mm that yeah i i've just really clicked with but i was trying to play some of the supports even when we were playing i was trying to play fucking sports (laughs) and i just could not fucking do it uh yeah just like completely different completely separate and this this is like this is the game actually tells you some characters are easier to play and not no fucking way they have no yeah that's yeah the game's wrong about that The game, game is, is like, fucking wrong. It points you towards some of the hardest fucking characters. And, um, yeah, when you're a croak and you, you do that alt as well, like, especially targeting the enemy abilities where they can negate the damage of the alt. Because, like, in Battle Right, any, anything, any ability that takes you into the air, uh, if damage happens to you while you're in the air, it's negated. 
So like if someone shoots at you while you're in the air, the, the shot goes underneath you. But even if you, if like you have poison on you or something like that and you you're in the air and then the poison explodes while you're in the air, you don't take damage. So like you figure out what abilities the enemies have that, that either take them in the air or allow them to negate the damage. And then you bait that one. And then you do something like that. All someone was doing that to me last night and it was, Oh, it was, it was really tough to deal with. Like, um, there was this one player playing Lucy who has this alt, which is basically just a big pool of poison. And, yeah. um, it slows you as well. So you have to like slowly walk out of this poison if you're in the middle of it. And, um, she has a few knockback abilities as well. So like she can knock you into the middle of it and she would keep on coaching her teammate to, um, like as soon as she had full energy, she would say, okay, as soon as I've got full energy, go hard on Sirius. And so, um, eventually I would have to use my jump. And then after my jump was used, boom, she would alt and it would destroy me like every single time. And I would need like without teamwork I, I was completely fucked like I would need my teammate to uh, peel for me early on or like save me once I was in the poison or something um, but yeah if you can organize that with your teammate like I was just doing solo queue so it was a bit of a hard slog last night I eventually got to Diamond League which is pretty good um, there's only Champion League and Grand Champion above that but Grand Champion only has like 20 people in it or some shit right so. and they're probably not in Australia one of them is. I know at least oh. one grand champion is in Australia. Fucking that 300 ping life. Yeah, this dude like just clutches. I, I've played with him. I've, for some reason, I've been lucky enough to have that grand champion person on my team um, like four or five times. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever come up against him. But um, yeah, occasionally I've died and like he's just been 1v2. And, like, both of the enemy team members have, like, at least 75% health, and he'll just clutch it. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Yeah. There's levels of skill. Like, as soon as you get into fucking animation canceling to bait abilities and all that, like, yeah, yeah you get into some, some next-level shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing it a little bit. Like, that, that's what I liked as well, was that I, was, like, just based on you firing out uh, interesting ideas, I was able, and based on the fact that I was, like, playing alongside you, I was able to get comfortable with, uh, like, the character and the concept of not necessarily having to worry about winning because I could count on you to mostly clutch us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was able to like bait shit out sometimes and it was like it was pretty fucking cool like I felt really really cool just accomplishing tiny things which yeah. is yeah that's that Dark Souls mentality I mean yeah just accomplishing little things knowing you're working towards something actually really really big is fucking awesome which yeah. is what yeah appeals to me in, in Battle Right. but yeah the like that's the the real issue the real issue with this game is that i like if you're listening to this don't fucking buy it right now i don't know it's like i don't, I don't know what these because you never actually gave me links to a comp like a fucking comprehensive tutorial 
So I oh, don't know what the I, fuck I sent you tell three, you to see. I saw I the video. YouTube links. But that they weren't like they didn't nah, have they, like a full like point tutorial. Tips. I want like a fucking I want like a you need to like this is how to play, not like I think it was like these are the mistakes you're going to make was the videos you were yeah. sending me and like definitely helpful definitely some good shit but i want like a you've just started so you've just started battle rights this is <laughs> like what, what we did for dark souls like the yeah. 40 minute thing we did yes. for dark souls. yeah that's basically what it needs it basically needs a 40 minute fucking video <laughs> to tell you how to play it fucking properly because you're yeah. never gonna learn it from yeah anyway well i wouldn't like, go as far as don't buy it what i would say is buy it if okay, you're like yes. me if you're like yeah. me and like what you you you're really strong on design and gameplay and like you can totally deal with uh, a feature lean thing that doesn't have much progression or and it kind of has shitty art and like if you don't care about that uh, then then go for it but yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's gonna need some because like I saw and I know even even Alex Walker is a bit like me in that he's you know he's a competitive gamer and. He knows about gameplay and stuff, but he, he was like, "Yeah, I, I mean, the the vibe that I got from him on Twitter is that like he couldn't get into it because of um, the lack of all those features, um, like no progression and stuff like that." So I get it. I mean, you want to feel like, but to me, I I don't know. I'm kind of philosophically against progression anyway. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like if that's the game, then something's wrong in your life like if that's if you need that to be the game oh man kind of, i feel grateful yeah. when there's when there's no progression system because it's like it reminds me what the actual game is it's like oh yeah i should be playing games for fun not to watch virtual numbers go up oh you're gonna love one of the that might be the perfect way to segue into one of the other games we've been playing well i was just gonna say is the um like how are they charging for stuff at the moment what's their What's their stick? That's a flat, uh, it's, flat thing. Okay, so you yeah, just early access. Yeah, yeah, uh, but they're actually going to launch free to play. Oh, yeah. really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to charge like if you buy into the early access now, you get all the champions for free, uh, uh, and all all the future ones as well. Um, okay. But if you yeah free to play, obviously they're going to like make you pay for champions or pay gold or whatever. Yeah, okay. And I suppose pay for those terrible fucking skins. Like, oh, yeah. half of them are, like, literally just color palette changes. Yeah, they are. Just yeah. awful. <laughs> it's that is the like, worst <laughs> idea for a fucking skin. There's oh almost nothing that I would even want. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've bought shit with my in-game gold just because I should spend it. it. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of cool things. Like, I don't know, the butch... Uh, the frogman's bloody butcher knives are all right, and my sword that I use on my mains all right. Yeah. Um, that giant sun sword, but like other than that, yeah, it's like basic ass blue tunic or basic ass green tunic. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you're welcome to segue now, Job. Uh, it's interesting that you hate progression mechanics because <laughs> we got right back into Diablo three. Oh, yeah. uh, the new the new season kicked off. This is where uh, I thought we were going. <laughs> okay. Where did you think? Where did I, you I don't think know. I thought you were going to talk about Paragon or something like that. Or 
Well, Paragon's not on the list, you dork. I know. Um, <laughs> no, Diablo 3, we've just got progression. It's literally all progression mechanic. Um, yeah, we got back in. Um, so we had some... Uh, we had raced... Racedy on the um, on the Gap Discord, uh, pimping the uh, fact that they started a new season mm-hmm. uh, to to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Diablo One, and uh, there's also like a Diablo One level in Diablo Three now, and uh, it's hilarious. It's like all the graphics are all fucked and like old school and shit and uh you like head down you literally it's literally diablo one inside of diablo three uh and it's like it's probably shorter than some dungeons in diablo three but uh yeah it's um so we jumped in to check out what was going on uh and yeah i i actually i mean so i i guess we've got to go into the concept of the progression mechanic as a gameplay feature because uh, the reality is I, I do enjoy Diablo 3 as a game. I've always enjoyed the Diablo games. I mean, I've played fucking hundreds of hours of Diablo 2. Uh, although a lot of that, like a significant portion of it was PvP. And uh, I think that's actually, like, I actually semi-consider Battle Rights how I would like Diablo PvP to be. That's oh, yeah. that's that would be the dream, man. That'd be fucking amazing. Because yeah. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Get... you say you go. Yeah, yeah. If I think a lot of people would be happy if you would marry the progression of Diablo with the the combat of Battle right? Yeah, right. And yeah, I mean, it it'd unbalance it. It'd be a fucking nightmare to balance, at least. Uh, but. Yeah, like that's that's sort of I don't know. I think it'd be really Diablo three should have had PvP to be honest, uh, and it's it's a real shame that it never did. Um, and the alternative is the race, uh, and it's not a race in the same way that Path of Exile has its races, its map races. Um, it's it's a race to like you know the highest possible greater rift level. And that means and how starting early, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and working out the way the game plays, and then like there is the progression right system, but in between it, you do actually there's there's work involved, hmm. and it's not hard work necessarily. I mean, fuck, I got power leveled to seventy. I got power leveled to fucking Paragon rank two hundred, pretty much, uh, but. You know, I did power leveling of my own. Um, the reality the is, favor. like, exactly, I paid it forward. Uh, <laughs> the like, the reality is, if if you want to do well, uh, and I, I personally don't see the points in doing well. I just enjoy hanging around with people uh, and killing a bunch of monsters, clicking a bunch, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, if if you if you're after the race, like, you do have to work out the most efficient way to clear maps and there is there is a degree of skill involved in that like i don't think well the like you look at look at the top 10 uh demon hunters on the leaderboard and uh yeah it has to be skill that separates the number one from number 10 because they're all wearing the same shit uh Mm -hmm. and so instead it's it's about 
you know, managing your resources, your two resources, hatred and discipline, and then finding fucking elite packs. And I guess there's an element of luck in elite <clears throat> packs. There's but, still luck at time to get to that stage. Yeah, like, and that, even, that's... Like, that's it becomes competitive after a ridiculous time investment, which is the same as... That's, that's the same problem I had with WoW. Like, people were trying to call WoW's Arena an eSport. Right. And I was like, the barrier to entry here is a ridiculous amount of hours to get the top-level gear so you could practice with it. And um, then it becomes competitive. Like, after that point... It yeah. starts to, like, but that's not, that's not acceptable. Like, <laughs> I don't disagree with I don't disagree with that, but Diablo, I don't think it takes that much time to get to that point in Diablo three anymore. I mean, it is it it has gotten to a point where it is a carefully refined art. Like watching uh, Race and and his clanmates go through a greater rift, and the only problem is you have to actually follow them. Uh, you have to keep try and keep up with them because you can't teleport directly onto them when they inevitably kill the fucking Rift Lord. Uh, like watching them do it, and they like they never they never stop moving. They never seem to run out of fucking resources. I'm sitting there like flipping uh, as a demon as my demon hunter, like trying to work out how the fuck they're half a map in front of me, uh, despite the fact that we all started at the same point. I've been flipping as much as i possibly could um yeah and on top of that they're stopping and killing elite packs that would one shot me if they uh looked at me funny like the minions sometimes they'll skip uh they'll accidentally miss a couple of minions on their in their haste to fucking move throughout the map and Mm. a minion will be left behind and it will have it will jail and i'll i'm dead that's i'm definitely (laughs) dead if it's got jail or wall, I'm a dead man. And so like, I'm like I, I like I can't even fucking kill the minions. They killed everything there and they're still moving forward. Obviously the problem is like the key problem is that my gear is fucking garbage. But the on top of that, they also know the most efficient ways to farm gear, to get that shit. And so there is a large wealth of knowledge involved, uh, a knowledge base involved in in how they play the game. And so to that extent, it isn't a massive, like obviously there had to be a massive time investment for them to get that knowledge, but I don't think that's, uh, I don't think it's fair to say that is in value. Uh, It has no value. I mean, acquiring the knowledge base to understand the game enough, I think that, is the essence of games where you know but it's it's a massive time period which serves as a barrier between the player and this the section of the game that is competitive and even that that you, section we're, that talking, is we're talking about gearing up though like that's talking about gearing up right but i'm saying yeah. that they have reduced that time period to something quite small but the, yeah I guess, and they—they they even like they had to figure out how to make a game within a game. Like this, this is not the normal Diablo experience that we're talking about. Like these are people that kind of had to take Diablo and say, "How do we I mean, make this into a competitive thing?" <laughs> like, it's all, it's it's all not- official. I'm not saying like I'm, I'm definitely not saying it's a competitive game. It's not like some sort of competitive gaming mecca, right? But like it is. It, 
innately supported by Diablo 3. Like, the, the leaderboards measure all the stuff, like, o- over time. I mean, it's taken them some time, definitely, to get to a stage where it's working this way. But, like, Diablo Blizzard actually has this, this it's inbuilt it's not like they have constructed a site outside of it it's like arena your your complaints with arena are dead on and the way that diablo like even pvp in diablo 2 had the exact same problem that you're talking about i mean to get a fucking assassin that could murder everyone on site uh was some fucking it was some shit if you weren't hacking uh but like the season, the way the seasons work, I mean, yeah, it, it was like, I think the times that are up right now were up a day after the season started and shit. Like some of the times in there have been up there for a week and a half now. <laughs> like there, yeah, I, I agree with you. There is definitely a barrier, a, a, a section, a gulf, a valley where you're not playing this uh, competitive element of the game, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily uh, yeah, significant I see your point. anymore. Like, like, it's been reduced. Yeah, yeah. I guess, like, because I haven't... I mean, I've, I've played it when it came out, um, but I haven't... Like, basically, anything beyond the first update to Diablo 3, yep. I've, I've, I've only heard from you guys about what it's like. Um, but yeah, I guess the question is, like, and like the the broader question when when talking about games like this is, are you crossing a gulf of skill or are you crossing a gulf of bullshit? Yeah, and, and in this like, case, I guess it's a little bit of both. But to be uh, clear, like to be one hundred percent clear, I am wallowing in the gulf in the valley. I am just fucking if if the fucking valley is a bunch of pig shit, then I am just slopping about in it. Uh, and I have no intentions of getting out on the other side of that fucking hill. There's no, there's no way I ever get into the competitive element of this game. I'm just there to get some shiny shit and uh, and hang out with friends in a vaguely gothic setting uh, where maybe some, you know, I can shoot some fucking super lasers. But I'm not even a wizard. I couldn't go wizard because everyone else went wizard. So <laughs> well, I didn't realize everyone went wizard. So it's bullshit. We'll have to go here to the storm and play Li Ming. Is she? Uh, is she all lasers she's now? The, she's the yeah. She's all about lasers. She's the Diablo wizard in Heroes of the Storm. Oh, awesome! Yeah, teleport and lasers. That's all you need, really. Yeah, teleports, lasers, magic missiles. I used to delete people with her when she first came out because you know how every hero that comes out like straight away they're OP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You people were getting one shotted. Because she had this orb that she would fire. Like, she would have this ability. It was like three magic missiles going to a point, and the point would be wherever your mouse cursor was. And then you could up the magic missiles from three to five. And then you could make it so that if all the magic missiles hit the same target, it would do extra damage. (laughs) And then she would fire this orb that would pull people. If it hits someone, it would pull people to the center of the orb. So you just, like, fire the orb. And then you fire the magic missiles at the center of the orb, like where it's going to yeah. hit. And just in- instant delete. Anyone with either low or mid-range HP would instant delete. <laughs> uh, quality. Well, that is, yeah, pretty much the wizard. So where, where, anyway, where uh, are you at now, Joe, with this? Because like, I'm, I'm in a stage where I'm, 
I'm feeling like I might be done with it for the moment. <laughs> yep. Um, mainly I think, because I think that's the cycle, right? Yeah, like you get that initial go in there where you're trying to figure out what's going on with this new season because generally they'll do a like a major update before it um, before they reset the season, and then everybody's yep. trying to figure out like what is the most powerful build. Um, and I, I feel like that's been worked out for the moment, at least. And it's a, a and now it's a game of let's grind and try and get that gear. Um, yep. And I feel like I'm at that point where I've got most of the gear that I need. And what I'm doing sure. now is just grinding for Paragon points. And I don't know if that's something I that I want to do. Well, it's, it's, it's sort of like a semi-involved incremental game at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it reaches a point where your only real option is to uh, prestige and start over with a 15% buff and then get through to that point until you're, like, again, get a little bit further, get your uh, extra percentage and then start over again until you can get to that point and, it, like, in moments, like in an incremental game, like in your cookie clicker. Hmm. But, of course, you can't prestige, so that's not an option. Uh, instead, uh, yeah, I think... Like, personally, I made my own goal, which was to get the Marauders set, yep. uh, which is a Demon Hunter set that uh, allows me to have fucking all the pets and a shitload of sentries. And that's my ultimate game plan, to have all the pets and a shitload of sentries. Uh, once, I, once I can do that, and I literally just need one more, uh, I'm going to see how that goes just for shits and giggles. Uh, but then I'm pretty much done, yeah. Like... I, I don't have it in me to, like, chase after ancient versions of the items I already got. Uh, I did a little bit of Ring of Royal Grandeur farming uh, with Alan, one of the other guys we were playing with. Um, I, I was playing... Uh, he, like, desperately wanted it so he could rejig his, uh, his character. Uh, and I... like we, So we were doing Act 1 farming, because if you do the Act 1... Uh, bounties you get the cache and the ring apparently drops from the, that cache and that cache alone it's the only way to get it uh, you mean the amulet? first no the ring <laughs> um, oh don't do this it's, just, it's a joke it's an inside joke um, inside joke the inside joke is that we told Luke to buy a fucking amulet with these mats that we went and got and then he bought a fucking ring with it and he complained endlessly about how he bought the wrong thing and apparently it was our fault uh but anyway, uh, the first the first farm, the first attempt we did, I got the ring. And then the second one, I got the ring again. And then the third, I got the ring again. And Alan was not getting the ring at all. And he was getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I was getting, like, each time I was getting better stats on it as well. Uh, and, yeah, fourth time, another ring. Fifth time, I did not get the ring, which was disappointing to me, to be frank. But I think it took him over 10 attempts to get this fucking ring once, which is, uh, to be honest, pretty magical to me. But he's got fucking everything else. He's gotten everything else he's wanted. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty much done with it. Um, It is like, I don't know. I I like the idea of jumping in at the season... Jumping out when you're finished with it. It's, it's yeah. cool. And saying that it we're works. done with it, we we played like 20 hours over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah. not like we didn't... Uh, we played for a couple of hours. Like, yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> like, we were on this motherfucker. 
for uh, for the weekends. Like we would we would get up, we'd play all day, go to bed, and get up again, <laughs> play all day, uh, and got other people involved. Like it was just this, this cycle. So ew, yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's really good, and, and I hope this is leading up to another Diablo this year. Um, I feel like the seasons have been all the improvements that they've made to diablo what are they up to now version 2 diablo 3 version 2 um i think it's been fantastic like everything they've done from the point of revamping that entire game to to this point um yeah it's it's awesome all the additions the adventure mode uh the seasons all that stuff has like given it longevity uh, and then even removing shit that wasn't necessary, like the auction house was the, one of the biggest mistakes they did uh, in the initial game because it removed the whole point of it, which is to find loot. Um, you know, having a loot fighting game where you could just go buy all that stuff didn't make any sense at all. So at least they, yeah. they've learned from their mistakes. And I think by having, uh, by taking a step back, seeing what works and having a lot more focus on on the past you know two years of like what the community wants and what works and what doesn't they'll look at the next diablo game and i i hope they really nail it and they they do something that's really good um because yeah the the last three games like job said i i played a lot of diablo one and two um i played a lot of diablo three when it came out and, but wasn't too impressed with it but yeah it's it's awesome now it's in a really good state so I don't think there's too much you could complain about if you did buy buy this game now, and uh, and put in a lot of hours to it. Yeah, oh, that's my speech. <laughs> oh, John! All right, what's up next? Dark Souls Three DLC. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about it. Uh, I was just playing that right before this. Cool. Do you guys play it? No. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was talking to. Uh, Milner, the editor over at Game Informer, who did not like it and um, was, uh, yeah, he, he was saying it kind of makes him feel like it, it does not deserve to be Game of the Year. I don't really buy that argument. I think Dark Souls 3 is its, its own thing. Like, it can, it can add to it, but it can't take it away from it. No. Um, and I think, yeah. uh, like, I haven't really dipped into this because I heard it was more of a multiplayer update and like it adds an arena that you can fight in Yeah. and I heard about some kind of new covenant that was made for arena fighting or something like that um, and I didn't feel like I needed to check that out because I had battle right um, so I was yeah. like as, as much as I love Dark Souls 3 multiplayer like my feeling was why would I deal with these laggy ass fucking parries when I could just play Battle Right, which has an Aussie server, um, and basically just does the job better. Um, but uh, I had to do a bit of footage recording today because of this new thing I'm doing, um, where we I needed to record some footage of the Undead Wedding in Dark Souls Three, and um, I just like randomly came across this NPC who had no idea who he was, and he was from the DLC, and then he like portaled me over to the DLC area and it was all snowy and shit so I went for a bit of an explore and um, so far it's a really cool setting, it's like really snowy and windy and um, there's a lot of uh, f- 
frost magic stuff going on and i i early on i kind of found a a spell to put um frosts on your weapon so you could give other people frostbite which a lot of people said was missing from dark souls 3 it's like you can put poison on your weapon uh and other shit but you can't put frost which was weird Mm. um so we've got that now uh but yeah as far as the enemies and stuff i don't know i I, it's still really early for me in the dlc like i've only gotten to the, the like second bonfire in the dlc but um not too impressed so far with it like they it seems like their answer to making it harder is just to give you more enemies at the same time um instead of like intelligent combinations or yeah something like that like they just give you an encounter where you have to fight six at once and then here's another six and obviously that's really frantic and hard um but not very interesting like the um there's these shielded enemies where it's like the same old tried and tested method of circle strafing around the back and backstabbing is the answer um yeah i don't know you just sort of whittle them down like that Uh, and then there's these wolves they don't do much other than the normal dogs other than they they jump at you and they can get around your shield sometimes but again if you're circle strafing it's not a big deal um so i don't know we'll see early days not too impressed so far the setting's cooler than the actual enemies that i'm fighting like the actual that's one thing that dark souls 2 did really well was an ng plus they um they had a a much more interesting mix of enemies and with the the black phantoms and stuff like that um but yeah and then the dlc and dark souls 2 as well like the dlc was really experimental in that whereas this just kind of seems to be like it seems a bit similar to the painted world of ariamas and dark souls but they're calling it like the painted world of uh ariandel mm-hmm. um and it seems just like a similar area with more more enemies that are pretty vanilla but you know more of the same more of the same and even even more of like a lesser version of the same yeah like so far the dlc is not on par with the main game so far yeah like stuff you've seen before whereas like dark souls 3 um was stuff that you hadn't seen before It it did a lot of new uh yeah and even like the dark souls 2 dlc like it that that did a bunch of new stuff um it seems to be like the biggest complaint that i've heard is that the the dlc for this one isn't that good but is this the only one they're doing or is there another one that comes still do you know Nah, there's there's two more coming okay maybe they'll up their game (laughs) hopefully yeah hopefully so far like and again it's really early days but so far it feels like an area that was left out in the main game and they didn't put too much effort into it um because, like, the guys, you know the the bit where um, it's, like, the undead settlement and it's before the bit where you get to the giant who's firing the, the big arrows and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the villagers in that undead settlement are more interesting than these guys. Yeah. And that's, like, a super basic area. But, like, at least that area had, like, um, like the guys with the big hammers and then they had um, the guys with the spiked maces that were wandering around and trying to like cleanse you with their flame and stuff uh and they would mix in a few dogs and as uh and then they had those guys with the the giant cauldrons 
and uh, and the giant saws and stuff. Like all that was in that one area, and there was a lot more interesting shit going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, yeah, this is this is pretty vanilla so far. Mm. It's kind of disappointing as well because that came out what in March last last year, and this DLC took like seven or eight months for it to come out. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, so like I was what, expecting a lot more. <laughs> yeah, like what were they? What were they doing? Um, yeah, you know, and I time. guess you could say like it's primarily a multiplayer update. Um, so I haven't gotten to the bit yet where the multiplayer happens, but I don't think I'm gonna bother with it. Like, um, like I said, Battle Right scratches that itch for me now, and hmm. um, For Honor is gonna come out in Night the Feb, and I've like the little play day that I had of For Honor was really good. I wanted to play more of it, so I think I'm gonna give that some time. So yeah, yeah. don't see myself doing a shitload of Dark Souls 3 multiplayer. That's fair enough. Uh, Alright, should we move on to something else then? Let's talk about Orwell quickly. Can we hang on before Orwell. we move on? No. Just before we move on. Uh, I just feel like Milner wanted an excuse to not give Dark Souls 3 game of the year. Or wanted an excuse to justify giving it to Overwatch. Yes. Yeah. Ah, that game is not game of the year. Anyway, moving on. It's it's not game. You should hang on. I'm, uh, I've got the Game Informer in front of me right now. Mm. And um, the amount of Game Informer staff that gave Overwatch game of the year is hilarious. They should just change the magazine. Um, but again, to me, it's just like what it's what people have played. Yeah. And yeah. I think out of the games that like if you made a list of games that they felt like they had to play throughout the year for their work, mm. then Overwatch would be at the top of a lot of those lists. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at it now. It's like Overwatch, 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 Overwatch. Because there's like, how many are there here? There's like uh, 23, 23 staffers if you include the Aussies. No, 22. And uh, yeah, and those. And two, how three. many of them? Which of them gave uh, Clash Royale handheld game of the year? Because Job slammed them last week. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with them. I don't know Clash how you... Royale. Yeah, Clash Royale. That's the game in form of fucking handheld slash mobile game of the year, and it's uh, Clash Royale is a fucking hideous pay to win. Uh, oh, it's that game. Yes. So it's from the Clash of Clans people. Yes. Oh, fuck that. Why would yes. they give that? I don't Jeff know. Cork, it's it's third on Jeff Cork's list. Third. Yeah. I bet he's paid a lot. Is there a link to his fucking... His uh, referral page or something so he can get more cards or something? Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. The, he put at the bottom of his uh, top ten for the year list. Like, if you play Clash Royale, make sure you mention Jeff Cork. <laughs> type, type in this code. Type in this code for a free card. Not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, Overwatch, not game of the year. Moving on. Life is strange. Oh well. <laughs> life is strange. All right, life is strange just cycling through all the games that I've played yep is yep. this because I recommend it to you John is that why 
Uh, no, it's because no. I was uh, with someone in the Netherlands, oh. and I thought she might enjoy the game, and she did not. Really? Snap. She felt it. She she felt it went too slow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Did you play through all of it? No, I only played through like because uh, the first step was free. Yeah. I think they were doing some promotion where it's like the first step was free in the Steam sales, and then like the whole package was like five bucks or something. But I thought I'd try the first step first, and um, yeah, it did go a bit slow. Um, and uh, yeah, she didn't like it, so we didn't play anymore. But um, I, I found it funny, its portrayal of like dude bros, hmm. like. <laughs> Do you notice that? Like, it would have two guys outside the school, like, throwing a, a gridiron ball. And, like, it would just be a normal throw. Like, And it would only be, like, 10 meters. Like, it would just do a normal 10-meter throw. And the other guy would catch it. And then you go, whoa, sick catch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, really? Yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, very much um, pay to some stereotypes in that game. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, it does. Know. It does take a while to kind of that. That first episode is very much a setup, um, kind of letting you uh, get told kind of what the mystery is. I think it isn't until maybe episode three that shit starts to get really strange. <laughs> mm. um, you kind of get a small taste of it at the end of that first episode, I think. But right. but then um, yeah, it kind of gets turned on its head. I think episode three ish, but yeah, if you don't have the patience to kind of play it, because uh, it is a slowish game, um, then yeah, I don't know if you, you should go back to it. Yeah, I appreciate there's got to be some build up. I was getting a bit like because the stuff that I was doing was you know high school dramas, like mm. you know so and so said she cheated on so and so, and then I had got into Sir, the chick's computer and printed out an email that said she was lying to make up rumors blah 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 and I'm like I don't care about this shit yeah but, uh, <laughs> did you ever play um, Until Dawn you did right because I thought it was uh, no. top five. Oh, okay it wasn't on top five it must be non-Job's top five yep one never played maybe. Um, okay. yeah that's one you should get around to some stage that was really good yeah right it was actually it was actually that's a maybe I'll that's an adventure game that's that well. uh bit more fast paced I would think it's got what's his face from Mr. Robot in it Hayden Panettiere oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and it's got her in it but but yeah cheek and anyway. cheekbone cheekbones yeah eyes and cheekbones hmm uh, alright oh well that's a a different type of adventure game yeah uh, one where you're sitting at your computer <laughs> clicking the whole time you go on an adventure through the internet. Um, Social media. I reviewed this one. Yeah. This one was for Game Informer, but um, I was interested in it just from a NSA uh, conspiracy theorist point of view, even though it's not a conspiracy or a theory that happened. But... um. <laughs> It's, uh, I, I thought, did you, either of you play it or? Yeah, I played the first two chapters. I played the first. Oh, yeah, first. sorry, you did say. Yeah. 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 
I felt like um, by the end of it, I was quite enjoying it. Um, when you, when you play the first sort of chapter, because they released that demo, um, which was only the first chapter, and then like I felt at the end of that that you'd be doing dealing with different missions every chapter, like you'd you'd have different suspects in different cases, but it is all kind of the same case all the way through. And you're dealing with the same web of people, and you just kind of keep adding to the web and uh, keep adding to these dossiers of people, um, their likes and dislikes and sexual orientations and um, who they're dating and uh, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I thought that uh, it kind of did a really clever thing where, um, like, at first you say why would that stuff be relevant? Like, why why would it matter what someone's sexual orientation is and blah, blah, blah? It's not really relevant to whether or not they committed a terrorist attack. But then I think they kind of muddy the waters a fair bit by making someone date her lawyer. And um, then all of a sudden stuff does become relevant and perhaps actionable intel. And it sort of trains you to err on the side of just including it anyway, because basically the whole game works for those who don't know, you have to find information on the internet, on someone's social media profile or in their uh, instant messaging or in their medical records and all that sort of stuff. And you upload that information to a database called Orwell and then Orwell never forgets anything. You can't take anything back. Once it's up there, it's up there. And then Orwell will supply you with um, additional information, relevant information, according to what you gave it. And uh, you have to be careful because, like, if someone says, like, if someone posts on their friend's social media page, you're torturing me, like, you shouldn't upload that because then it'll think there's actual torture going on. Um, And then you shouldn't upload someone's profile pic if it's of a pug because then it'll actually think that that person is a pug. Yeah. Um, so you have to be a bit careful. But then, like, as far as other information, like, at first I thought they were just populating the Internet just to make it feel populated, uh, mm. just because the Internet should have a lot of information on it. But then you, you find yourself just like, oh, it might be relevant. You never know. You never know. And that's actually training you in a very real policy that the NSA had or the real motto that the NSA had which was, um, I forget the exact motto, but it was something like um, collect it all, uh, sniff it all, collect it all, exploit it all, uh, know it all, exploit it all, or something like that. Um, Which is basically saying, like, collect absolutely everything, worry about it later, even if trying to find actionable intel is like trying to find a needle in a haystack, um, they just collect, 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 get everything, uh, regardless of whether it's a US citizen or uh, what kind of communication it is and then you worry about the warrant stuff later um, and a vast 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 majority of those warrants get approved anyway um, but uh, yeah so I thought that was pretty clever that that it was training you in that um, and by the end of it you kind of like like at the very start of the game you're like hang on I'm going through someone's medical records this is kind of a big deal and it's an invasion of privacy and by the end of it you're like it's so blase because through repetition it's just made it normal and you know maybe it's maybe that's how someone would feel if they were an NSA analyst yeah um, 
not to mention the the uh, sort of inherent brainwashing that goes along with wanting to believe the the company you're working for is a good thing and and being around other people who have a certain point of view um you know that happens just being around being in a group of people you will gra- gravitate towards uh their beliefs and stuff so there's all that other stuff to add into it as well in, in addition to the sort of mechanical stuff that orwell trains you in uh, so yeah i found that very interesting it, i thought as a serious game, I'm like I'm counting it in the serious game category. It's like one of the few serious games that's fun to play, but also has a point. So I thought it did a really good job with that. Yeah, I think I ended up. I think the the whole not being able to take shit back graded on me too much. Eventually, because it just wound up. Uh, instead, I guess like I like I like your take on it. But my own personal take on it was that I was just clicking through trying to find what I thought the game would think was the correct answer. I, I think at some point I, I was divorced from the notion of attempting to hunt down this terrorist attacker and started playing a game and attempting mm-hmm. to find the right links. And, uh, and so that's why I never really went back to it. I could go, I could go finish it. I've got it all on my Steam, but yeah, I, I never wound up ending it because yeah, I, I felt like it was it didn't really uh, tie the gameplay and the and the story together in a way that I thought was compelling enough. I guess. Yeah, it's an interesting challenge for them, I think, because um, like. Obviously, a game like this, a lot of the fun has to come from story. Um, yeah. But then they have to, they're, then they're presented with this challenge of like, in order to make the story interesting, they kind of have to drip feed you the story, which is very different to what being an NSA analyst would actually be. Like, they they can't really just present you with the job of NSA analyst because what that is. It's just instantly having a whole bunch of shit that you yep. have to search through. Um, so instead, Orwell, the, like the, it kind of drip feeds you the story by giving you one instant message chat to monitor, and then it'll give you another email after that, and then it'll give you so, like a news report after that, mm. and it goes from thing to thing. Um, and it never really gives you more than three things to do at once. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, stopped, I stopped after the first one only because it just felt too handholdy, or it didn't feel like I could make mistakes in it. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, like I wasn't investigating anything; I was just clicking one link to the next. So I'll probably get back to it some stage. Like, I, I, I think I, I think Job said the next one doesn't really do this. Um, yeah. like much, much different. It's still pretty handholdy. It, it was. Uh, a, I didn't find it. I still felt it was pretty channeled, channeled rather. Yeah, I would say it stays channeled the whole way through. Like, probably never more than like three or four different pages to look at in terms of like um, gathering information. Like, you'll get to a stage where there's one piece of information that you need, and like, there's never really any more than three or four places to look for that. Yeah, um, there's still obviously like a backlog of 
all the previous places that you looked at. So in that sense, there's a whole bunch to look at. But you wouldn't really go and look at that old stuff. There's like really realistically like three or four new things that you would be looking for that information in. And, um, and then you find it. So it stays channeled. Um, but the story does do stuff later on. I'll say that. Like, um, it does, it, the story does do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you were hoping that it, that it sort of branches out into a very wide, uh, field of things to do, then it never really does that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I like your analysis more of it more than I like the actual game. <laughs> well, yeah, it was always going to be interesting to me because there's a few games coming out now that are sort of playing with the idea. And I've even had an idea myself uh, for a game that was similar playing with the idea, although mine was sort of more um, one foot in the real world type of thing. Like you'd be looking at real Twitter accounts and real uh, Google GP, Google Maps GPS data and stuff like that. Okay. And um, because I think if you were to do that, you could really hammer home how unsecure everything is. Yeah. And um, like you know, publicly available information. Um, and then they would go, hang on. Like you could just send them an email afterwards saying, by the way, that wasn't any classified NSA document. That was something anyone can find. And yeah. they could do it to your GPS data. Hmm. And yeah, <laughs> I think that would sort of like hammer home to some people. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next? Deadbolt. I just wanted to talk about Deadbolt. I've been yep. playing a bit more. Deadbolt is a game similar to Gunpoint's uh, Jung, but uh, you play death and you're killing undead. You're taking the undead back to hell, I guess. Uh, but uh, I've been playing it a bit more and it's got this one like song from the soundtrack I think the soundtrack was made by the dude who did Risk of Rain soundtrack uh, and it's pretty good uh, sometimes sometimes it's a bit dull but there's one song in some of the levels that I've had to do a lot of uh, oh. it reminds me of um, you guys ever heard that um, The Truth by uh, Handsome Boy Modeling School I'm sure I'm. I guarantee you'd recognize the the loop. Don't know the name. They use because uh, it's it's used like what is it? The truth by Handsome Boy Modeling School. Right. It's like old school hip hop. Uh, but uh, oh, nice. Uh, it sounds so fucking similar to that, and it's been driving me bananas. Like, you're like hanging out in these clubs and they're playing like a song very similar to that and uh, yeah I just wanted to point that out I don't know I know where you got the idea for that guy who did the uh, the soundtrack for Risk of Rain and Dead Bolt because it's very very obvious anyway that's all I got uh, Deluvian <laughs> yeah What's this? Delubian is a uh, underwater. S- <laughs> uh, hang on, I, don't, I just had like this <laughs> shocking, scary moment where I'm like, "Hang on, am I actually allowed to talk about this game?" Uh, no, never mind. Uh, Delubian <laughs> is a game. <laughs> it's a uh, game that you can't talk about. 
that I can't talk about. <laughs> um, my bad. My mistake. Um, what do we got? Sniper Elite Four. We can talk about Sniper Elite Four. We can. Mm. Go. Um, you played it today, right? I did. Jung, have you played this at all? No, not at no. all. Did you play any of the previous ones? No. No. Okay, so for anybody... I didn't play any of the previous ones um, until I played this one. Uh, anybody does know you you were a sniper in the World War... In the World War? Two. Two. World War Two. Um, and you shoot people with your gun. It's yep. not like a Call of Duty style kind of game. It's very stealthy. Um, and the idea is to try and get vantage points and and uh, take people out without causing too many alarms and then working your way through the maps and different objectives that you've got. Uh, this one in particular, we played the first level, um, which yep. is set on an, a secluded island in Italy. And mm-hmm. there is a like a general on this island that you need to kill. And yep. a bunch of his officers are also there as, um, as objectives as well. Uh, now... The first, like, I don't know, two minutes of this game is a lot of tutorial, the first level. basic The basics of, like, stealth, um, uh, combat, managing your inventory. Uh, what else was there? Yeah, about it. You know, basic sort of shit. And then it kind of just opens up into this giant area where you're tasked with doing all these objectives, like killing people. Um, and every time you shoot somebody in this game... It goes into like a bullet cam mode where you see the the bullet kind of exit your your gun and it zooms off into the distance and it hits your target and kind of bounces around in the uh, the body or shoots out of the body of whoever you've hit. So you can kind of aim at somebody's head, uh, pull the trigger, and this bullet time just you see the bullet like in slow mo shoot through the target um, in a super satisfying way. And sometimes if you do it like you can and kind of x-rays well. yeah like an x- x-ray kind of um similar to mortal Kombat, that type of x-ray yep. stuff um and so you can use that just have a bit of fun and, and shoot at body different body parts like you'll see the bullet b- bounce around inside the body and kind of shoot out in funny ways or or anything like that um and also objects within within the environment it does a similar bullet bullet uh cam type effect um with the slow-mo and kind of showing you the reaction of what happens when you do that. So that's kind of like the main draw of the game is to try and shoot shit and watch cool stuff happen. Um, And I think it does it really well. Like, I had a lot of fun playing this game for, for like, what it does. It's it's pretty much just a... you, You sit in one position, shoot a bunch of guys, and then try and move away once they recognize what's going on and find a new area and just kind of progress and stealth your way through this level um yeah i think Job, you said you hadn't played a sniper game before you had with heath no i've played them i've yeah. played them as co-op, um, right? yeah co-op yeah it's really good it's a lot of fun co-op um this one is a lot like the map is way more wide open compared, compared to, the to uh the last one yeah it's super wide. It's a huge map, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, the last one, it was it was actually a pretty big map, but it was very uh, linear. It's sort of like this long, long map. But this one is long and wide, and you've got like all these Elevated. objectives that you have to go. <laughs> yeah, 
that too. Uh, a lot of elevation, and yeah, you got these objectives uh, all over the place that you got to go to, and yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Uh, what was your longest shot? Uh, three hundred ninety. Oh mate! Something. Oh mate! <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Four hundred sixteen. Um, uh, I got. You're lucky. I, I, oh, luck was nothing to do with it. Uh, the PR dude Joel told me the record was four hundred nine uh, before I started, and uh, so I saw a dude who was about four hundred and five away from me, and uh, I constructed a shot yeah. that was longer. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this was a thing until later on. <laughs> uh, when it came um, up at the end screen to tell you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's uh, there's there's a lot of you know it's this is the game that has the the testicle shots that you can pull off, <laughs> where if you shoot them through the groin area, their testicles are, will explode. And uh, and they'll die in pain. Uh, but it's also like it's there's more to it than that. It's not just like this goofy fucking X-ray fucking murder simulator. There's like there's actually some pretty decent systems going on. Like uh, you've got the ability to hide your shots using overhead planes or generators and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and you can use that to sort of mask the sound. Uh, and by doing by doing that, you know you're maintaining your element of stealth but the ai in the game is actually pretty decent as well so you can hurt you can down an enemy and uh others will come over to help them help mm-hmm. them up and uh, uh you can use that to lure enemies across and you can then shoot them but they'll they'll stop doing it if you uh if you shoot one person like like you can't just lure one dude across ping him uh and use him to lure someone else across uh, it's it's not like that. so they they do it's you know it's not learning but it is a uh, rule system that isn't completely exploitable, um, at least not in that fashion. Um, what else is there? There's uh, there's like a um, they, they use the same sort of system that was in uh, I think Hitman did it and also like Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, um, like your last known position. They'll show you like a silhouette of where the yep. enemy last saw, saw you. So if you do get um, spotted, maybe you haven't masked your shot correctly, uh, mm. then the enemy will spot you and then you kind of get the idea of, all right, this is where they see me. Maybe I'll position myself um, mm. at a new vantage point and kind of get a, a you know a better shot of where these guys are coming up from. Um, so it yeah. kind of takes that, those sort of elements. And there's like uh, like bonus hidden objectives that you can kind of do as well, which, which open up it. For me, the biggest thing that I noticed, which Joe already touched on, was the level design of how like open it is. Because I went back and played three, um, yeah, with Nathan co-op, and that was very linear uh, and small. Like you, you think about a sniper game, and you want to do those long shots and have like big, wide open areas of of like planning, uh, you know, where you want to shoot and kind of how you want to approach things. Whereas the last game, it was kind of channeled in these hubs kind of situations where you'd go down a, a corridor and there'd be a an open area but it wasn't really too far you know in terms of depth it was just quite small and then you kind of clear that area out and then there'd be another corridor and then you get to another open area and it was kind of like three or four different chain parts that kind of uh 
looped all together in the end whereas this feels much more uh, in terms of like a giant open playground to stuff around with uh, and I think that works a lot better than uh, what they've done in previous games and I, I do believe from what I've played in the last one and how much fun I had with this one that the people that do like the last game is going to be really impressed with what they've done with this one nice yeah yeah um yeah i had fun i had a lot of fun uh and yeah i like i like last one this one's it seems like they're going a lot bigger with it a lot better with it which is cool for sure the other thing i like uh which wasn't in the last one that i noticed is the bullet cam now plays for your partner as well so yeah when i get an awesome shot and uh the last game kind of just used to i think it was like a slow-mo effect for for the the world but um the other person wouldn't see what was going on uh you'd kind of just see it on your screen what would happen but this one you get the bullet cam on both screens so the other person can see what you've done as well which i think is really cool because you can be like on comms being like holy shit look at that i just did this awesome thing and they get to see what happened um or they can even get to see you fuck it up because i did a, a long distance shot on um like an environmental uh oh yeah uh I don't know what they call it. Environmental. Uh, it was like a crane. It was like a crane with a box on top of it. And I shot the, um, the little thing like joining the two. And yep. uh, I thought it was in pretty good position. But when I shot, when I shot the little joiny part and it kind of collapsed, the box fell down and just landed in front of the dude. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but it showed like <laughs> on the other screen what was happening as well. Uh, so it was like this kind of cool moment where I thought, oh, yeah, I'm just going to nail this guy. But the box just failed miserably, and everybody, well, my uh, my core partner got to see how badly I failed. Um, it's pretty good. But yeah, it's kind of like funny moments where you can, you know, in co-op, that's really important. Where you can, you know, have a bit of a laugh and say, "Oh, this is kind of cool. Watch this. Watch this guy's head explode, or watch me shoot this dude in the foot." Um, the only other thing that I, I kind of went away wishing they did have in it, and hopefully they do put it in at some stage, is a countdown meter. Uh, a button where you can kind of press and have a countdown to say like three, two, one, because that would be helpful in coordinating your attacks. I think, um, rather than just having a countdown over comms every time, or maybe you don't have comms. I'm not too sure, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit disappointing. That's that's not in there because there is a marking system in the game where you can flag certain areas, and the co-op partner will see what you're kind of flagging. But uh, there's no countdown, which I believe there's a sniper game or something that's done that in the past. Or it was... I don't know. I just do remember something something that I played once had that kind of feature in there with the countdown meter. Hmm. Maybe like a SWAT type game. All right. Yeah, anyway. I remember one of the Ghost Recons recently. Yeah. I'm not sure if it had a countdown, but it had a similar fire at once thing. Yeah. The whole game was kind of built around it. I don't think mm. it was a division. Because, <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Sniper Elite 4, really fun. I I played that mission. I think it took us about an hour uh, through co-op. Yeah. Uh, and it, it made me... I had so much fun with it. Yeah, I went and bought... Uh, sorry, I already had 3. I just never installed it. I went and installed it. And Nathan and I ran through a couple levels. I'm like, yeah, it's fun, but um, what I played was definitely a lot better, and uh, it seemed like they put a lot more work into it. So that's 
I'm quite looking forward to playing this one co-op with someone. So that's how keen I am. Hmm. Oh yeah, sounds yeah. good. Nice. Yeah, I would give it a go after your uh, description, and not yeah. before. Although when you said it was the one where you shoot people in the nuts, I did recognize the game. Yeah, right. I knew from that point, what you were talking about. Yeah, it's the it's the one where they've done a Hitler pre-order DLC for every single yeah. one of them, and in every single one, he's only got one testicle. He's That's only like, got. One, One more. No, they. Um, I think that was something they fixed. What? I, I believe in the first game, or was the first game he had two, and uh, people complained about it, and they fixed it. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's it's, even um, better. <laughs> Maybe you're the reason he's only got one ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, Halo Wars two. Halo Wars two. I played this today. Cool had a busy day today yeah um yeah uh i've mixed feelings about it i'll tell you that about a hello kids i know shocking right i actually liked halo wars um i I liked it because it it sort of it it did a good job of melding uh of 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 translating uh an rts to a a console It, it did a pretty good job I mean, not, not a great job but a pretty good job it did better than I expected uh, and uh, Halo Wars 2 I played on PC so I, I don't know I guess I don't really have a measuring stick for whether or not it's doing the same again but uh, or improving uh, but yeah instead we were playing I played like the second mission in the game uh, so it's based it's set 20 like 28 years after the uh, like whatever happened in the first game um, and so at the end of the first game you were sort of frozen in stasis uh, everyone on your ship was frozen in stasis and then uh, this one starts 28 years later uh, and you've been pulled out of stasis and uh, you've been warped somewhere else uh, around the galaxy and all of the events of Halo 1 through 5 have occurred at this point. And so before it was a prequel and now it is current with the events of the Halo series. And uh, I won't go into whether or not I believe. Uh, it, does, it doesn't seem to, like from what I played, the uh, grand story of the Halo series doesn't seem to have a large impact uh, on it to, like so far it's not about uh halo chief's gps system getting a mind of its own and going crazy and attempting to destroy the entire world it doesn't appear to be uh, about that it's not like you're fighting cortana or some shit uh so yeah that doesn't really impact it so i don't really have a huge issue with that instead it's introducing a side element which is actually what i've thought that they needed to do with the halo series for a long time they needed to get away from master chief and his love for like like his fucking relationship with his uh pocket calculator and like seven year old 
pocket calculator. Seven-year-old pocket calculator. Uh-huh. And uh, instead, like, divert into the many other very interesting stories that must be going on in the Halo world. Uh-huh. Because it is actually a pretty decent universe. I mean, like, it's it borrows very heavily from fucking Ender, Ender's game. But, like, that doesn't mean, like, there's nothing to it. Like, there's, you know, there's options there but instead they keep focusing on the chief um hey just quick yeah so this one what's yeah. the, what's the uh, consensus on the movie because i watched that recently <laughs> what movie ender's game <laughs> oh uh, uh i thought you were yeah. talking about uh forward unto dawn, forward unto dawn. yeah no uh ender's game uh, I, I didn't like the movie much to be honest didn't like the movie loved the book but yeah, yeah didn't like the movie that much Fair enough. That was just my stupid question. Good question. Um, <laughs> anyway. Halo. Uh, yeah, Halo. you feel like there's a lot of interesting side stories that could be there explored. There are options, right? And, uh, I feel yeah, like... really exploding. Go on. It's a universe... Like, yeah, it's a universe with potential, but I've always felt it's a it's been very... Like, it's all fine, no sigh. Like, there's no sci in that sci-fi. Oh, right, yeah. In the Halo universe, there's, it's not science fiction, because there's no science. But they could add to that. I mean, they could they could put some in. Um, that would be really great if they did. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's it's always been limited. Like, they've, they've probably never had an opportunity to do it, because it's always been about Master Chief, and it's been the... Uh, the sort of mass market action shooter. What kind of? Well, hang on. What kind of science are you looking for? Are you looking for like hard science fiction? Because it is. It is pretty. It's soft science fiction, but it's. I think it's still science fiction. I mean, it's, it's got a fucking. It's got a robot. It's in it's space. Got a soldier. It's in space. Like, it's got like it's, giant rings that. It doesn't. That, I don't care. Like, if basically, like, if you don't offer any kind of explanation, like, if if basically it's just magic. Wait, I don't so call that sci-fi. Star Wars wasn't science fiction to you until the fucking episode one. You are you are why George Lucas introduced the concept of fucking midichlorians. It's you. No, they they talk about some <laughs> sci stuff. Like even Star Wars is pretty basic, but at least they say shit like, "No, you can't go light speed without like a chart, or you might go into an asteroid or something like that." Then they talk about some very basic science stuff every now and then but halo doesn't even have that halo is just like i've got a plasma sword absolutely no explanation where it comes from how it's made yeah um here's an alien race they just exist actually i think they they put some effort into the covenant because they're a conglomeration how big they are like all they've done is describe how big they are and they have a like a timeline of their history of them taking over other races um and them seeking out uh technology from forerunners and blah 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 but that to me is not gonna <laughs> um well that's just because that's fine that's fiction it's like okay you have a history you came you you exist you you did some shit but that's fiction I prefer to use the term science fantasy for those uh, those this this ultralight sci-fi because uh, 
at least like you know i think the existence of space and stuff i think they use sci-fi to uh to differentiate between shit on the ground shit with elves and shit in space and yeah, to me that's shit what it in is. space is sci-fi yeah uh shit with elves is fantasy yeah, but uh exactly. shit with space magic is sci- science fantasy that's that's instead of elves it's fucking romulans and instead of orcs it's klingons <laughs> and you just yeah. take everything from Tolkien and put it in space and yeah 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 fair enough I, I can I can dig it um Halo Wars 2 is not going to fix this for you uh as far as I can tell I mean you know I've only played three missions but uh yeah it introduces a new faction the uh the 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 the, the <laughs> this is going well this is going great oh uh, uh, they're like <laughs> Is it banished. going to be another race that that came from before? Like, there was the forerunners, and then there was the precursors. Is it going to be? <laughs> That's the before good. time people. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the ancient ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> the uh, no, these these are the, the banished, Valar. and uh, they're um, they're mm-hmm. covenant who split off from the covenant, so you still get to fight covenant, I guess. Well, uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's mostly because it's an RTS and they need, I guess, uh, some f- fucking some symmetry yeah. uh, to balance shit. Um, so, yeah, it's got like the prologue is actually like sort of reminiscent of the Warthog run in the first game, which I thought was a cute little addition. Uh, although I was zoomed in way too fucking far for it to be actually mildly functional um and uh yeah after that you know you sort of you're introduced to the characters and they do like by freezing you uh in stasis and then jump jumping you forward they're able to sort of drip feed technology through as you unlock the fucking the new encryption that the usnc uses or whatever the fuck and uh yeah, so that that's actually I think it's a clever way for them to create new units for you to have access to and so there's that and um the multiplayer has well at least at least three different modes. I played three different modes. I played just deathmatch which is a traditional RTS brawl. I was playing uh alongside uh Elliot's uh Muzelk uh a streamer I was playing against Alex Walker and a guy whose name I can't remember. And uh, Alex is a hyper-aggressive RTS player. He uh, likes to, I think, piss away resources trying to take over fucking base areas right next to me, Uh, try to build forward bases that are, like, literally next to me. But uh, he built his first forward base, like, at my doorstep. And uh, it came at a time when I, I was still trying to work out how to fucking do things. Uh, and so I just spent way too many resources on something that I absolutely didn't need. And so I wasn't actually able to push him out instantly. Uh, so he actually got a decent foothold in there. Uh, and then I shoved him the fuck out. Uh, and I just, I would, was just getting ready to punish him for his hubris. Uh, and, uh, we like the game lost connection to the Microsoft servers. And, uh, and so the entire thing went down and we weren't able to finish that game. But I had like 
you've got all these units. I, I had an Uber unit. I had a Scarab because I was playing as Covenant and uh, or the Banished or whatever. And uh, yeah, so I was playing as, as them. So I had a Scarab, which is the giant fucking tank. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that is like literally bigger than my base. That's like a city block size one, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I was marching it over to his fucking base. And I know for a fact he didn't have anything to stop me because he pissed away a lot of resources on a uh, combined attack. It was 2v2, a combined attack with uh, his teammate to go wipe Elliot off the face of the earth. And uh, I rolled in with the Scarab and they were devastated to watch literally everything they had go away. And I was just marching it over to finish him off. Um which, uh, like, I, I think the idea is Ubers are meant to, they're called Uber uh, items yeah. or whatever. Uh, Ubers are meant to take on Ubers. But Elliot had just made his, like, was just finishing his own Uber as well. So even if they'd managed to do something about my Uber, it, our, a second Uber would have been on its way. Um, the second mode we played was Strongholds. In Strongholds, you start the game with everything like available to you uh the only challenge is that your base is only level one and there are certain items that you can't build until you're level three so what they do is they have like a 90 second timer and uh after 90 seconds everyone's bases levels up to level two and then another 90 seconds everyone's base levels up to level three. And in that way, you've sort of got this idea of what your opponents are going to have available to them. So they're mm. like, you, you know that you've only got access to shit, to grunt shit at the moment because you're only at level one. Uh, but at 90 seconds, you will have access to better shit, but so will your opponent. And so there's, there's that element of, uh, sort of that balancing act. Uh, what you're trying to do, you've got 15 minutes and there's a bunch of forward bases. You're trying to capture as many forward bases as you can uh, before the time ends. And whoever has the most forward bases owned wins. They're, they're, I've got some problems with how they do this because uh, as long as you've got a unit in the area, as long as you've got line of sight, you can capture uh, a, a thing. So I busted one of the guys on the other team out of an area, destroyed his base, warped through. I was finishing off uh, his like last unit, and uh, when it went when it exploded, there's like a ten second delay until you can build a base there. Uh, on the ten seconds, I I was like off elsewhere. I left my entire fucking army or like the the attack force that I'd sent to kill this unit. I left them to do it while I was ma managing some other shit. And I come back and he's built with this single fucking dude. He's built another fucking base uh, because it doesn't actually take any construction effort. You just tell it to build a base here. It sort of like flies one in. Um, so it's it reminded me a lot actually of uh, capturing gyms in Pokemon Go where you'd bust someone out of the fucking gym and then someone would immediately, like, someone else would capture the gym on top of you. You'd do all the hard work and then someone would take it away from you. And it was, it's just, it's just fucking garbage. Like, you shouldn't have to be, like, hovering fucking vigilant over your, this, this base area. You should have, like, first dibs if you're, if you've just busted someone out and someone with a single fucking covenant grunt shouldn't be able to fucking build a base on the spot. But, uh, 
oh, that's how it works. Uh, I didn't, I yeah, I didn't like that element, but I did like the concept of the the game. Like it is a super fast paced, uh, and it really uh, handles the idea of just this rush style uh, quite well. Um, I don't that's know. Good. It's 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 not like a traditional RTS, but uh, in, in that sense, it, it is very 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 fast pace because you've got you have access to everything and uh, i think teamwork like actual communication with your teammate is unbelievably important uh in that game mode because because of the wealth of options you have available to you you don't want to be building shit and then find out that your teammates have been building the exact same shit and you're weak to air attacks or whatever the fuck uh the third mode i played was blitz and blitz is clash royale but in uh, a full-blown RTS. What? It is the mobile game, yeah, or whatever Clash Royale, the fucking Warcraft 3 map the uh, Clash Royale is based on, but in a fucking... It, it's, yeah, it's, it's a full-blown. It's got cards, and you play these cards, and the cards will spawn, so if you've got a base, and you need to capture one of three points, and... Uh, so you need to actually be holding two points to be building. Uh, you need to be holding two capture areas to be building points. The first team to 200 wins. And uh, yeah, you have you build a deck at the start and then you use those cards. You earn resources over time and you use those cards to uh, play units onto the battlefield. So you might have like a... Um, a grunt card, a reaper card, a wraith card, and a banshee card. And the banshee card costs 60 points, and the wraith card costs 90 points, and you've got 180 points. So you spend, you buy, you play the wraith, and then you play the banshee, and then new cards will come up, and so suddenly you've got a hunter card or whatever. And they cost different amounts, and so you've got to wait, and you've got to make, manage your resources in that that sense. Uh, it's pay to win. Yeah, right. It, it's pay to win because uh, you can... So you acquire card packs as you're playing the game. So you, when you finish a game, you'll get some card packs. If you play the main campaign, you'll get some card packs. If you do the daily mission, you'll get some card packs. You can also purchase card packs. Uh, the trick is that uh, if you get double ups, so if you've got the Wraith card and you get double ups of the Wraith card, uh, then those double ups will feed into your first Wraith card and it will level it up and it will make it more powerful. And so in that sense, it is possible to turn your normal wraith into something that is much more powerful than your enemy's wraith. If they are just playing with the basic deck or the basic cards and the, all they've unlocked is the basic stuff, then it's possible for you to have a significant advantage uh, by buying card packs to get better stuff. And Clash Royale is the perfect fucking example of how this is pay to win because it is 100% possible to come up against people you can't possibly beat because they have so much more health than you. Like, their, their 
castles are worth so much more than you. They have so much more HP, and their their units, the same units that you have, do twice as much damage as you do. So even when they're under attack from your towers and like in your territory, they still beat your units. And there's literally no way for you to win because they have paid to level that shit up to level 10. That is how Halo Wars 2 Blitz is going to work. I don't understand how they could... Like, they think this is the the premium esports option. In their mind, it is the premium esports option. Really? But it's garbage. It's pay to win 100%. And Why I cannot believe that? it's it's in there because I don't because I they think you know a game takes eight minutes and I guess Clash Royale is extremely popular, um, so I guess they figure people will be like, oh, it's like a big version of Clash Royale, let's watch it or whatever. I, I have no idea. I couldn't really work it out. They were just convinced that it was the essence of esports, and yeah, I don't know. It drives me fucking bananas. It is so pay to win. It's way worse than Halo Fives. Uh, card packs for rec packs far yeah. worse than that it's just it's bananas anyway yeah, yeah that sounds really shitty yep. but the rest of it sounds alright how was it mechanically uh, yeah it was pretty good actually um, I we it was it was a little bit hard to tell necessarily because there were some showstopper bugs cropping up uh, like the inability to drag your units out of certain areas unless they were like we we had to like create a situation where Elliot was being attacked at one point because his units were all trapped in their base and they couldn't get out without being attacked uh, but uh, apart from that like uh, there's you know there's a clear paper scissors rock dynamic going on between uh, infantry uh, armor and and air and stuff like that and so uh, to that extent you know you, you've got to pay attention to the the matchups of your uh, attacking force and the defensive force but at the same time uh, a lot of the units have like transformation abilities or like just abilities in general so a couple of the flying units were able to transform into ground units that were able to like exactly uh, far more vulnerable, but also like capable of a lot of damage, and and so that was you know a bit of a switch up, which is cool. Uh, graphically, it looks pretty decent, but nothing terribly special. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. Did you guys yeah. play on Xbox? I played on PC. On PC, okay. Alright, uh, there's one more game on the list here. DayZ. Yes, DayZ. Uh, oh. It's back, Jung. I don't know if you know this, but it's back. It's, I saw your it's tweet. Actually, it's good fun. Um, yeah. Except the melee. It's. Except what? Except the melee system. Still shit. Melee's still fucked, yeah. yeah. Is but, the population uh, back? Yeah. It, it, seems, it seems pretty healthy, man. Like, full servers. They've got a queue system for servers now, so you don't have to sit there fucking hammering when you're on a full server anymore. You just like wait for the wait for people to rage quit, and it happens in Daisy pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so yeah, the population seems quite healthy, and uh, yeah, we were playing this, uh, Luke. Yeah, 
You need to learn your cardinal directions. My what? Cardinal directions. <laughs> North. Like religious. Like south, Catholic. east, and west. You need to learn where they fucking are because you are a goddamn liability. You're a goddamn liability. And I wanted to bring this up with you on the fucking podcast because you got us killed at the airfield, Luke. You, you, you got us killed. You died. Yeah. Didn't you die as well, motherfucker? Yeah, but I killed I killed someone, so that's fine. <sighs> yeah. It's not my fault you didn't know how to log out of the trees. Log out in the trees. We were going in to kill people. No, we weren't. Uh, we were logging out. We were going to log out far further out. We were going to go hunt that dude down, see if we could get a kill on him, and then log out. That was the game plan. Anyway, uh, yeah, you... Um, you really need to learn what north is. And then just from there, use context clues to work out where the fuck east is. Because the amount of times you were like, I'm being shot at. Where? Where from? The airfield. And that is literally 270 degrees of area that we then have to be wary of. Mm. Just It's just terribly unhelpful. Look, I didn't uh, have a compass and- with me, so... You don't need a compass. You're at the Northwest Airfield. You know which way north is. You which, walked which in way? from the south. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know where the fuck we're going. I've been there Airfield don't once. You, have a ma- you got a map? I didn't have it open. Oh, my God. You knew we were in Vibor. <laughs> you knew we were in Vibor. You knew we went to the airfield. I don't know where that is. Oh God. You just have to... You do know where these things are. I've been... That was, like, the second time I've been there. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, you're obsessed, aren't you? You like it. Me? Yeah, Drew messaged uh, me right. and told me I had to give you shit about how much you like it. It's okay. I don't know why I'd give you shit about liking it, because it is, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Say it's good. Say it's good. It's better than what it was before, like I Say said it's last good. week. It's good. Say it's good. Uh, it's still got problems, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's still got a lot of problems. Yeah, it's still um, got problems. Of course it's got problems. Like, we, we jumped in and tried to play in the first-person server because I guess the guys were getting sick of getting shot from around corners. Yep. Um, but I don't know. That seems to have been reverted because the last time I jumped in, we were back on a third-person server. So, I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy bits of it. It's I think the it's, it's still the melee system and kind of the bugginess of... Uh, like attracting zombies and getting in and out of doors is kind of a bit fidgety still. Yep. Um, but the rest of it's it's fun. Yeah. But uh, do you want to talk about what happened the other night at the airfield? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. It was pretty good, right? I thought it was pretty good until we died. Until we all died on mass. Yeah. Um, so we're we're at the airfield and. As soon as we get there, like there are just gunshots going all over the place. Uh, but clearly, For people off who don't in the play, <laughs> people who don't play North, like uh, Daisy, the Northwest Airfield is—it's like ground zero for fucking gunfights. Like, even even if you treat the entirety of the map as uh, not kill on sight, uh, the Northwest Airfield is basically it should if it should be kill on sight because everyone else is treating the Northwest Airfield at the very least mm-hmm. as kill on site. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, if you see someone 
at the Northwest Airfield, they have to die. If not, like it's if not because they will kill you, at least because they will take things that you need. And those things that you need are usually fucking guns. And if they get those guns, then they'll fucking kill you. Um, yeah. That's 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 the thing about the Northwest Airfield. So you show up there and it's popping off. Like just there's gunfire in every single direction constantly. Um, so it, it's always a good time. Before we even arrived there, though, we were like we were trying to meet up at Vibel. We started at fucking Berezino and ran all the way across the map. Uh, quite quite the hike. And uh, yeah. When we got to, like, just outside of Vibor, we were just about to head into the Northwest Airfield. Uh, it was me, Drew, and you, Luke, and uh, Squirrel and Fjaren, like, hit full-blown panic mode, like, shit themselves panic mode. And they're like, oh, my God, there's, there's fucking dudes in the middle of the street. And <laughs> as far as I can tell, like, I've tried to piece this together... Uh, it was hard because you and Drew were trying to trade pants for what seemed like 45 minutes. They, look, they weren't pants. He needed a bag. Right. And I found him a bag. <sighs> um, it was about 10 seconds, not even, and you're just a whiny bitch. You guys wouldn't shut up. And, uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, what happened is Fjaren, like, saw four dudes in the middle of the street and just fucking unleashed everything he had on them. Uh, cut them down. Cut down two of them, at least. Uh-huh. And then uh, piss bolted. And Squirrel, like, I think there were two words out of Fjaren's Fjaren was like, there's guys! And Squirrel had already fucking left. Like, he was already fucking, nah, I'm gone. Yeah, cool. Enjoy that. Is going on. I don't think now is the time to bang pots and pans together, okay? I'm trying to tell a story. <laughs> Well, we're just adding uh-huh. sound effects for you. Well, not the right sound effects. Uh, yeah, Squirrel's like, yep, enjoy the run back from the fucking coast. I am not getting killed with you. And uh, yeah, Fjaron was left to deal with shit on his own. Uh, anyway, apparently it all went okay. We, I meet up with uh, Squirrel. He gives me a gun and three entire bullets. Mm. Uh, you still didn't have a gun. I didn't have a gun, no. Drew had a shotgun with two shells and uh, we had like a metric fuck ton of ammo for guns we just didn't have. And so we went over to check out the guys that Fjaren murdered in cold blood. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He murdered them. Um, and uh, it was it was fucking tense. It took us like 25 minutes, I think. Like we fucking inched our way over there. But uh, eventually we got there. Got you a AK, right? AK, yep. Was it a silenced AK? It wasn't, but we had a silencer for it. Right. So we put one. But uh, good get, good get. So you got an AK. Uh, I still had a hunting rifle with a scope on it and three entire bullets. Yep. Um, Squirrel managed to no. Fjaren gave me an FNX forty-five, so a forty-five caliber pistol. Uh, I was actually walking around with the fucking pistol. Most of the time, because it would have done me more good than the fucking hunting rifle, really. Uh, the, with, like, the bolt-action hunting rifle. I think it's a bolt-action, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Then we went up to the fucking Northwest Airfield, and that was another... Like, I just... I basically spent two and a half hours with my heart rate at, like, 400. Like, 
perched on the edge of my seat waiting to die hmm. uh just as we're like we're like you know what let's let's get the fuck out of here we're leaving we start to leave no no wait you missed uh, a part when we got in there and we were sneaking around we heard the gunfire off in the distance like yep. it definitely sounded like there was at least two or three groups shooting each other oh yeah definitely. um and as we were making our way through some of the barracks, uh, myself and Squirrel were walking, were running between a wall. And as we yep. ran between a wall, someone took a shot at us. Do you not remember that part? <laughs> I do remember that bit. Yes. So that's I just, it, I was, it, was, it didn't involve me, so I didn't think it was yeah. very interesting. So that's, that's like the kind of start where it was like, shit, there's someone here that's at least near yep. us. And then we started searching some of the buildings. Um, and then we did like a camp, like a we sat here and set a trap for like 20 minutes which didn't do anything yeah 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 we we like hung out there was also silence gunfire right close to me that we never found the source to so that was weird but uh yeah we um we decided to leave uh we knew vaguely that there must be a like must have been at some point a person out in the field uh, looking in to where, like, the he would be uh, southwest of us, basically, because we, we basically headed northeast into the airfield from Vibor, and he must have not necessarily tailed us, but arrived behind us and, uh, yeah, shown up after us. And taking some pot shots as we're making our way to the tree line, which we felt would be safe, a safe way out. Uh, Fiona and I were covering as best we could uh, either hunting rifle back out with my uh, with my giant scope on it, and uh, yeah, I, was it you? You got shot at, Luke? so yeah. Drew went I running. Think Drew went no. Uh, Screw, I think went first. Uh, he ran into the like a house that was off on the side. Um, and then Drew, I think, took off and he ran inside the house and then, all right, Luke's time to take off. Uh, and then, so yep. I run into the house and just as I get to the house, this fucking bullet fires off in the distance and I hear the gunshot and then I hear the, the whizzing sound past my head or somewhere near my head, uh, as it hits the wall and I'm like, shit, I've just been shot at. So I run inside. Um, but at that stage, we couldn't really figure out if it was me being shot at or if it was someone inside the house that was being shot yep. at. So we're not, we weren't too sure on what was going on there, but it was definitely near my head somewhere on that brick wall. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. But you, def- like you using your spectacular knowledge of the cardinal directions, yep. uh, decided it was off to your right. Yeah, it was definitely off right. Unbelievably pointless. Uh, well, unhelpful. That's the second time I've been shot at. I don't know information. Where, I don't know where the uh, bullets coming from. Just uh, yeah, somewhere to Luke's right. So uh, uh, yeah, cool. I've I've spotted him because uh, I know exactly where Luke is facing, and so I know where his right is at all times. Where you guys Perfect. didn't find him? Uh, he was on your left. On our left. He, well, he was on the left of. Uh, the way I thought you were facing. So that's why you need the cardinal directions. You need to be able to say, if north is zero, he is at, uh, if north is at least 12 o'clock, he was at your nine. He would have been at north then. He was not at north. Well, then where was he? (laughs) Southeast. (laughs) It's behind us. 
Southwest, rather. Southwest. So he's on our left. No, well, he wasn't shooting yes. me then. Yes. Someone no, else. Well, you spotted someone else. We analyzed. No, we searched. There was no one. We covered that fucking airfield. We did 270 degrees of fucking searching. There was no one shooting at you. There was just this one guy shooting at you. And he shot at Squirrel when he when Squirrel stuck his face in the window. And I, w- I could have fucking had him, but I had to duck out of the way. But which side were the windows on? Were the windows where the door entry was or on the other side? Other side, I believe. Oh. Well, the only way... I, I spotted this dude, and the only way he had an angle on you is from the left. Or it was someone else that you spotted. Because I had definitely got shot yeah. at. The bullet went past my head, which means that it didn't go like it hit the wall so it can't hit the wall if he's on the other side of the you're shooting me from the other side yeah it, it could have hit the wall of course it could it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be a perfect it, from where he was on your left he could have hit the wall like heading into into you the only door that you could have gone into was on my yeah like there's a wall on my left he couldn't have been on my left that's what I'm saying it, but then it, he wasn't shooting at you. He was shooting at Squirrel. Because uh, every time Squirrel put his face in the window, he got shot at all right. from the left with the same report. Anyway. He shouldn't be in the window, then. Uh, the <laughs> server went down. Yeah. After sitting and, in this room for about 10 minutes. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it. That's what I love about it. Like, 10 minutes... Where you're on the edge of your seat and literally nothing is happening, but anything could. Anything could happen. It, everything is to gain and lose all in a moment. And then the server went down. And when we spawned back in, we were. We had a game plan because we thought the done. server might go down. Which is good. Because it was like, uh, if this server goes down, what are we going to do? Are we going to leg it? <laughs> yeah, let's leg it. Yeah. So the server comes back up and everybody just pings it back outside. Yeah. Everyone pings it out to the forest. And uh, while we're in the forest, uh, un- un- more failure of directions occurs because uh, someone, I think Fionn was like, there are guys, there are guys. They're in the direction of the grenade I just threw. And then the grenade, the grenade explodes. But, off for like 15, yeah, 20 seconds. It took ages. And uh, yeah, by the time I found the grenade, I like literally turned uh, and I got shot. So yeah, uh, I believe they were. Well, north would have been the most helpful direction to point me in. Uh, but yeah, uh, we were avoiding using cardinal directions because Luke... Didn't I started a great trend. Was, so, yeah. If you were to just uh, said left, I would be very helpful. Of course. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's an amazing game. So you, you it. died at this point. Yeah. Um, and then we were kind of stuck at that stage. Like a bunch of guys were on the hill. Uh, I was on the hill and then ran back around to try and loop around them. But nobody really knew where they were. Um. So I, I was kind of sitting against one side of the wall. Squirrel, I think, was on the other side of the wall. And uh, eventually we just started getting picked off. Uh, and uh, there was... Man, I think uh, there was three of us left. So me, Drew, Squirrel. And 
basically I'm on one side of the wall where like the airfield is. Squirrel's like down the other end and Drew's on the hill. And on my left, I can hear somebody fucking running around, like moving. And I said, is anybody moving right now? Can anyone like, is we're all standing still? And like, yeah, yeah. So I said, there's someone next to me, like right next to me on, on this wall. And I think Squirrel's tried to, um, to tr- try and get this guy, but he's ended up getting shot. Yep. And then Drew's being taken out from behind or, or in front of him. Uh, he, I don't think he was too sure, but he could see he could see a guy in a helmet. I'm pretty sure it was a guy in front of him because uh, I, uh, I ended up getting somebody. But uh, so I've said, like, I'll just I'll just leg it. I'll go up there. Like, whereabouts do you think they were, this guy? And he's, and he's kind of giving me direction while he's dead. So I knew there was a guy next to me on the other side of the wall, but he didn't know I was there because I was completely still. So I've started crawling my way up this um, back around this wall up to the hill. And I can see a dude moving around on Drew's body. And it was the guy that, um, it was a different guy to the one he saw. Cause this guy was dressed up in all camo and he had a white, um, and he had a white suit on. Cause, uh, we thought there was initially only two of them, but I think there was three because Drew said he shot a guy that was in, in, uh, had like decked out in camo, um, not camo. He looked like a fucking tree, like a, a tree man. What do you call that? Ghillie suit. He was in a ghillie suit. Ghillie suit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the guy that I shot had like... He was dressed in white. He had like a white... Uh, like an Antarctica fucking shirt on for some reason. Okay. I don't know why because he's in the forest. So I've uh, I've seen this dude. I'm like crawling up towards this hill and I'm not really sure where anybody is. But I can see Drew's bag. His giant fucking blue bag. He's under, Drew's taken his bag off to try and bait this other guy because you yeah. can see it so good. Uh, and he, and the other dude fell for it because Drew said he got a couple of shots into this guy. Um, yeah. So he, he, he killed him. Yeah. He's well. He said he killed him. So yeah. I've, so the guy. So the guy saw the bag and ran up to check what he thought was a body, and uh, Drew hid in a tree next to the fucking bag. And the guy walked up and Drew fucking shot him. Did him in. Yeah. That is the. Uh, it's the fucking awesomest, fucking craziest shit. <laughs> like, that's just the pure daisy. Yeah. yeah, but but obviously he's going to get free shit because the bag's not damaged. Um, anyway, so I'm crawling up on like all like not on my stomach because you can't. Like, oh no, was I? Yeah, I was on my stomach, so I could go on the third person. Uh, and I can see Drew's bag. I'm like, obviously that's Drew's bag, but I can see the pixels moving around near his bag. I'm like, shit, there's someone there. And it's a dude in white, and I can see this guy super clearly. Uh, so then I put a couple of shots into him, and. I can't, I don't know if he's dead, but he's, I can see him moving a little bit. And I'm like, shit, I haven't hit him. Oh, sorry. I haven't killed him yet. And so I, I kind of stand up a little bit. I put like two more shots into him and then he stops moving. And then just to be safe, I shoot him like three more times and his body's not moving, but I can see like blood, the blood splat splatter kind of triggering. So I'm definitely hitting this guy. So I know he's dead, um, yep. but I'm like, fuck, this isn't the guy that Drew killed because- uh, I you know there must be one other person here, so I start yeah. running like I start running straight away because I knew that I my position's been given away, uh, and as I start moving, I hear another gunshot, and I start looking around, but I don't know where the gunshots are coming from. Like, I can't figure out. It's only the that's the third time I've now been shot at, so I'm still trying to get used to where these bullets are coming from. Uh, but then I see the guy in front of me, and it's a dude that he was talking about with the tin hat. So uh, I took a shot at this guy. 
I, I either hit him in the leg or something, but I don't know. I definitely hit him because I could see the blood trickling down. And we're both yep. behind trees at this stage, playing like this game of the using the tree as a bulletproof vest. Uh, and then he pops around this tree. I let off another shot, but I think we must have both shot at the same time. He hits me. My screen goes completely back, and it says, like, you are dead. Um, so I at least got one. Drew got one, and... Maybe the other guy died. I'm not sure. Maybe a half yep. dead, <laughs> uh, depending on how well I did shoot him. But yeah, there was at least three of them that we saw. There may have been more. So it seemed fairly even considering they got the jump on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I think we, yeah, we, we went all right. But uh, yeah, we, we did die. I, I don't know. I think if you can get away, like those, the, the people who died they regretted the initiation of that encounter. But at the same time, like I said, you're at the Northwest Airfield, everyone's killing sight. So yeah, that's what's going to happen. We just got, we got completely fucked because we didn't, we did not communicate properly. Uh, if I hadn't been the first one down, um, no, if we had been communicating properly, I wouldn't have died so early in the fight. Yeah, I think the problem was that the server came back up and it was just like, shit, what do we do? And yeah, we I think trying everyone to had run. the same fucking... The same idea was, oh, get the fuck out of the airfield. Uh, now's the time to get the fuck out. And yeah. so they were like, yeah, well, we've got to get the fuck out. And we just happened to encounter each other at the same time. But yeah. 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 Anyway, good That's stuff. Daisy. That's Daisy. That's Daisy. All right, let's do some news. John, let's wrap away. up this monster podcast. And in the news... You're, you're still awake, that's good. Um, all right, want to talk about Switch? No, nah, let's talk about the other stuff first, and then the, the Switch. Uh, Game Informer <laughs> did a, a piece on Half-Life 3. Did you guys see this? I this did not. I did. Of you? Um, so, Michael... Was it Michael Reiner? Who, who did the interview, John? Do you know? You write for them. <laughs> um... I'm not sure. I can try and look at it. I think I've got the mag in front of me. I thought it was only online. No, it was in the mag, I think. Oh, was it? That's weird. Anyway, um, so yeah, they they basically... Sorry, Andrew. Andrew Reiner. Oh, Andrew Reiner, yeah. Yeah, he he was working on a story for a while there about Half-Life 3 and kind of trying to get employees within Valve to, to talk about it and and uh, try and figure out what was going on with it. And he only ever got one interview um, with someone that worked there. And his idea was to try and verify that information, but he, he could never do that. And that's kind of the basis on this, uh, of this whole article. Um, but then he decided to post this anyway, uh, which mm. is strange. But yeah, it's really an interesting, insightful interview into how Valve kind of works and their mm. thought process of how they make games and like where they're at with it. Um, what do you think of it, Jeremy? In terms oh, I didn't of- actually read it. I just saw it. Oh, you just saw it. Yeah. So obviously the the names of who talked to them and, and that sort of stuff is all redacted and confidential. Mm. But um, yeah, the basic the basics of it are like how there are all these teams working on separate things and you know people kind of don't talk about it and just the weird huh. like intricate ways that valve works and 
and how they're completely different to other companies. And even throughout this whole interview, it's kind of hard to gauge like what Half-Life 3 was and even if that's still being worked on. It seems to be like a, like a no at this point or, or indicating yeah. from this interview is that Half-Life 3 is really not a thing at, at this time. Uh, I always assumed it wasn't being worked on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting kind of how people are obsessed with this game that doesn't really exist yet. Um, <laughs> but also a game that Valve kind of promised that they would make. Because <laughs> mm. episode two left off in this sort of unfinished story where you are waiting for the next, like this cliffhanger that it's been 10 years and we don't really know what's happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting interview and, and kind of how I, I guess this stuff kind of comes to light and, and the way that uh, certain companies work. But also uh, a bit that I added in here is Gabe is doing an AMA tomorrow <laughs> on Reddit. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll get asked about that or even sure. his thoughts. Um, Do you think he's doing it as a uh, response? I don't know, man. I, from what I read, it was just kind of someone asked him if they wanted to do an AMA. You know, he's pretty, right. he, he responds to emails and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. There's a gay Ben Reddit subreddit. and someone, He has to know yeah. this question is coming, right? Oh, of course. Like, the dude gets asked it all the time. And I yeah. believe he normally just says we're not working on it. Or, like, he, they're usually pretty straightforward about what's going on with that stuff. And I'm sure yeah, he'll answer it. I just assumed yeah. that they weren't going to work on it until they had like an idea that would be as new and revolutionary as Half-Life and Half-Life 2 like until that comes along they probably won't bother yeah like they they talk about prototyping Half-Life 3 and how they had modes in there like like an RTS like at one stage Half-Life 3 had RTS in it <laughs> um, mm. just like well not not it had RTS but they were prototyping RTS stuff yeah so and that, that's kind of the way that Half-Life 2 came about, right? Like, they had this mechanic uh, with the physics system, and that central, like, that kind of introduced physics in a big way to video games, and they played on this idea of of having, uh, you know, the, the... It's not the portal gun, the physics gun. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's called the Gravitron. So they used that and had, like, puzzle elements built around this this game mechanic so I mm. always thought that VR would be the next thing they kind of dived into but maybe it just doesn't they couldn't get it as perfect as they yeah. wanted it to yeah that's right like I always thought yeah it could be like if half if half, if they could pull it off then Half-Life 3 could be the killer app um, but yeah I don't know if I don't even know if VR is ready yet or if they have an idea, or if it would work, like if they have an idea for Half-Life 3 that would work on VR. Because, you know, they would have to solve some big problems. It would basically be like Doom, you know, in terms of how revolutionary it'd be. If you had like a working shooter that was as good as Half-Life on VR. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to read comments about how um, you know, like Valve doesn't make video games anymore, so Half Life Three doesn't matter. 
but they've also got like three of the biggest games on PC. So yeah, and uh, the the biggest selling games I think for 2016 were like on Steam at least were uh, Dota 2 and or the was it the biggest selling or um, as money brought in. I forget. Probably. It was Dota 2 and CS:GO. Yeah. Well, they're their, that's their games, right? Yeah. So, and they've got a lot of people working on that stuff, um, and I'm sure they've got other teams that are prototyping and working on other things. But yeah, I don't know. They've got Steam as well, which is huge for them. That's their money yeah. maker. It's probably all they need. It's probably making games. The exercise of making games would be something they do just for the love or like for employee morale or something. Hmm. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, if anything comes out of that, we'll talk about it next week, I guess. Um, Zenimax, the 2014 lawsuit, which they are taking Oculus to court over, has now commenced. We talked about this a few years ago. Um... Did you guys read the comments about what was going on with this one? No. No. What's going on with it? So, um, Zenimax released a statement on, <laughs> I guess, their opening statement. Uh, they said, Oculus and yes. its founders have invested a wealth of time and money in VR because we believe it can fundamentally transform the way people interact and communicate. We're disappointed that another company is using wasteful litigation to attempt to take credit for technology they did not have the vision, expertise, or patience to build. Um, but then Zenimax fired back at them, and I'm trying to find that statement. Uh, at the start of our trial of the trial of our case in the federal district court in Dallas against defendants Facebook, Oculus, and its management, Zenimax, and id Software welcome the opportunity to present substantial evidence of the defendant's misappropriation of our virtual reality intellectual property. That evidence includes the theft of trade secrets and highly confidential information, including computer code. Cinemax will also present evidence of the defendant's intentional destruction of evidence to cover up their wrongdoing. Cinemax and id Software are the visionary developers of breakthrough VR technology and look forward to the vindication of our claims. Yeah. That's nuts, right? <laughs> is that, that crazy? Is, that is some shit. That is... They're f- fucking fighting. This, They've got to be pretty confident, <laughs> confident on that because there's some bold claims right there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're... Yeah. I don't know, man. They, they truly believe Carmack invented VR. And he did it while he was working at id Software. While he was working at Bethesda, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's nuts. Um, yeah. I, I read something that about uh, Mark Zuckerberg will be, will be brought forward um, to give statements as well. And I don't know. It could be an inter- interesting couple of weeks when this blows up. Yeah. And what happens? Like, what happens if, like, if Zenimax does win? Then what? <laughs> Yeah, geez. yeah, that will be that will be big if they do win. They might just get away with like a large portion of the profits, mm-hmm. like uh, sort of, um, I guess, licensing elements where they're able to license a large portion, and I suppose that Oculus would then work on 
excising any elements of their system that uses that licensed code. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty some shit. Pretty crazy. Speaking of shit, yeah. Let's talk about the switch. Boom. <laughs> we watched the um they did a briefing the other yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, myself, Job, and Nathan jumped into a Discord chat while the uh, crazy lasers were firing off. Yep. Do you remember so many that? crazy lasers. At the start, yeah, it was bananas. Yeah, that was way too many lasers. Too many lasers, you know. It might have been just too many lasers. Um, and, yeah, the music was awful as well. It was really bad. Um, anyway, yeah. Then the the thing began, the the presentation, one of the most underwhelming presentations I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty um, terrible. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it just, was just blue. Like they opened with, was it one two switch? They opened with. I think I think if I recall correctly, it was yes. In terms of the and game, it's like what? Are yeah, you we were, even we man? couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, is this a game or is this? <laughs> like some weird weird thing that the, the console does I don't know um, um, but the other thing is that that, that one to switch is not a bundled product It's you actually have to buy that yep. some, some crazy person is actually going to buy that game like it is the switch equivalent of Wii Sports and they're like we have so few fucking launch games that we can't bundle it. We need you to buy it up front. <laughs> like it's it's fucking bananas. There are five launch games. Two two are exclusive. Three maybe. Maybe Bomberman's exclusive. And that's just that's fucking crazy, right? Like what what, what yeah. the fuck? So it's coming out on March third, right? Yep. For $370? Australian dollars. 400. 400. 470 Australian dollars. Like, I said, I, I'm like, $370? That seems high. It, it's no, it's 470 Um, Yeah. That's <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Um, I, I don't know. I, I cannot understand how they could possibly justify this now i i understand buying it if you don't like own a console or whatever if if you're like yeah i guess it's time to get into consoles i understand like oh well you know i've always owned a nintendo console i guess i better get this one but or you know i really want to play zelda and all i've got is a pc so i guess i better get this one but fuck me this is one of the most underwhelming propositions i've ever fucking seen it's not capable of fucking 1080p uh, which puts it like even I uh, further reading Zelda was not running at 1080p. It was running at 900p upscale to 1080p. It's not capable of running Zelda at 1080p. Okay, so that's the base level. Is it is a console coming out in the year 2017 uh, that isn't capable of fucking 1080p? Fucking bananas. While the PS4 Pro and the Xbox Scorpio are both coming out and attempting to push fucking 4K. 4K. Whether or not that's true 4K or like 2, 2K. Upscale. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. 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 Like whatever the fuck it is, right? It's still significantly higher 
than 900p or 720 on the handset. And so that's that's the starter, okay? That's not fucking good enough. <laughs> like, you can't release such a fucking... Like, that, that just doesn't make any sense. So... Especially for what is coming out as a premium price in terms of lining it up with the other consoles. It's the most expensive console. It's Yeah, it's the most expensive console. It's coming out with 32 gigabytes of onboard memory and some six plus of that are taken up by the system. So... 32 gigabytes. You would be 50 gigabytes short of installing Gears of War 4 on a Switch on the onboard shit. You would be (laughs) not able to... That is fucking bananas. Uh, You wouldn't be able to install NBA 2K17 on the Switch. Uh, Like, that's... You can't fucking launch with 32 gigabytes, but then they're like, oh, well, you know... Uh, it's but it's a portable device. That doesn't. How the fuck does that matter? The the flip side, I guess, is that all the games are going to be on cartridges, and so you're not going to be expected to install things onto your Switch. You just slot in a thing. But that's not really how people purchase anymore, right? Like they they they're attempting to be the only people who still sell things from a fucking bricks and mortar store, like. Yeah, okay, so there's that, I suppose. Uh, there are, f- yeah, five games total, and uh, two of them are not exclusive. One of them might not be exclusive, uh, but it's, yeah, it's Bomberman. Um, nobody's going to pay $100 for a Bomberman game in this, the year of our Lord 2017. Uh, nobody's going to pay 100 That's not coming out at launch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's going to pay $100 for fucking 1-2-Switch. Nobody's going to pay fucking... I wouldn't pay $20 for 1-2-Switch. I wouldn't pay $5 for 1-2-Switch. If I saw it pop up on fucking on Steam, I would see it. I would look at it and I would be like, how the fuck did this get green lit? Like, what the fuck is going on there? But no, 1-2-Switch, $100, bingo, bango pony up the cash zelda uh that is um that is available on the wii u everyone who played it at the we didn't get to i didn't get invited probably because of uh a decade and a decade and a half of shitting on nintendo on twitter but i didn't get invited <laughs> to the nintendo switch party whatever uh everyone who played zelda at the Switch party, like, launch playable hands-on thing said that uh, it ran uh, and the frame rate was garbage, but I played it on the Wii U at EB Expo and the frame rate was fine, which really makes you wonder, is it better optimized on the platform that's been out for five years already? Uh, There's a high chance that it is. What's the difference between the two? Well, one runs at 720p and the other one runs at 900p. Although if you want to play uh, it on the go, then they both run at 720p. But uh, apparently the Switch version runs with shitty frame rate. So that seems like a tick in the wrong direction. That seems like you just get Zelda on the Wii U, doesn't it? So there's that. There is no... Unless you're super into Just Dance which is another one of the only other launch games. Um, unless you're super into Just Dance, I suppose there's not really any reason to get it at launch. But, I mean, 
yeah. On the other hand, there is that, like, I guess, exciting moment where you're like, oh, yes, I can, like, own a new Nintendo console. And that's, uh, uh, I can see the excitement there. John, you're a huge someone- Nintendo fan, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think about spending four hundred and seventy dollars. It's like it's five hundred bucks, man. Yep, like, well, you have to you have to spend five hundred and fifty bucks, so five hundred and sixty bucks to play a game, to play one game. Right. Yeah, so you got to buy the game, right? So yeah, yeah. Eight bucks. So like when I spend that much money. I get home and I'm like, fuck, I just spent like 560 bucks. Like, <laughs> and I start yeah. stressing about the money. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It would be just for Zelda. It's, it's 560 bucks for Zelda. Um, and then that Mario game looks weird to me. Um, Zelda looks great. It does. But uh, it uh, really is just, mm. just that. It's, it's like, just too much, right? Like, I'm, those games, like, I was, I was going to buy one if it was the right price but it's not like we were all in that that spot of saying if it's going to be this much then I'm pretty in because those games look amazing but it's yeah. hard to justify 570 bucks to play one game at launch yeah I was uh, while the presentation was starting I mean I was I was uh, working but so I couldn't watch it but I was like yeah what was it going to be like 400 400 bucks maybe um Max four fifty, I don't know, and then yeah, yeah, even uh, surpassed my greatest expectations. Like, right. Um, Microsoft, e- even Sony, during the Christmas break, were doing console bundles for because I was looking at them. They were about three hundred and fifty bucks for like an Xbox One S bundled with three games and like a four K movie. Yeah, and then you're going to come out. <laughs> you know, a month later, and say, "Here's our four hundred and eighty dollar console." Yeah, it's funny. Like seventy dollar console. Yeah, it's just my cousin. Like his birthday was yesterday, and uh, his partner was asking me what I, what she should get him, and um, she was like, "Should I get him a PS4 or um, a Nintendo Switch?" And because she knows you like Zelda. And that's like that's a tough thing to weigh in either hand because it's like on one hand, the PS4 is definitely the better choice objectively. Um, it's going to be much better games for it. It's going to be cheaper. Um, but like on the other hand, my cousin loves Zelda, hmm. and it, like it takes him back to his childhood. And he almost like I've tried to get him to get him to get into other games before. Like I've tried to get him to get into Dark Souls and a bunch of other stuff and he just won't do it but as soon as you put a like a zelda in front of him he's like oh yeah all of a sudden he's a video gamer again yeah so that's it's a tough one it's like it's it's objectively the wrong choice yeah <laughs> but nostalgia is like a weird thing and uh, i've seen it before like in so many people like i've got this mate who wrings his hands and ums and ahs over buying like some game that's like five bucks but then he messages me the next day saying oh i saw the new gauntlet for 30 bucks on like xbox store and i just had to buy it instantly i'm like dude and that's like that's not even a good game yeah so yeah i I, it's just nostalgia 
but also I I grew up with Nintendo stuff as well. Like I had a Super Nintendo. I pre-ordered a, um, a 64. Like I've gone through all that stuff, but they they've lost the trust. I feel like they've lost my trust. So going from a Wii, uh, which was super you know super excited for that, played a bunch of games on there, but then coming out with like the Wii U and you know I've got a 3DS all that sort of stuff I'm I'm the type of person that's been burnt by them like the Wii U was definitely not something that uh, was done very well and they I think they need to take a hit on this console they can't um, they can't be putting it out there as a premium price they like they haven't earned my trust to say alright I'll give them another chance I'll fork out the money and we'll see how we go like it's too late for that um, and the same sort of thing applies to their, which is the other crazy thing they do, which is the online system. Like they're paid online. There's no fucking way I'd ever pay for their paid online. Their online is terrible, and the mm. fact that they're now charging for that—that that is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, they're not exactly known for their um, competence online. Um, and then stuff has come out about how that. Like, they're given incentives, obviously. Like, Xbox and, and Sony do their their monthly games rotations where if you subscribe to the online service, you get free games. And here's our list of games, blah, blah, blah. Um, Nintendo's thought about doing the same thing, but it's like a rental system where they've got a free game of the month, and that's the only free game you can play for that month, and then it disappears. It's gone. Oh, yeah. That disappears. Yeah, that's right. It seems like they're doing things backwards. They, they... It's worse than that. <laughs> It's worse. It's worse than that. It's worse, right? Like, that. that's bad, right? That is bad, definitely. But it's so much worse than that. Because the fucking... The online, right? Everything that we know about the online right now indicates that it will come out and it will not function correctly until summer uh, US time, which is winter our time. So three months after launch. Mm-hmm. Then they will release an app and through the app, you will do voice chats. On your uh, phone. Reggie was on your phone. It's a smartphone app. <laughs> Which You're is doing voice chat and lobbies on your fucking phone. Not even fucking on the console. Which is goofy as balls. Why don't you just use Discord? Or better yet, why don't you just not get this fucking console? Because that is that's just contemptuous. Ever add, look, I got some I got some stick for saying that this was a deal breaker because oh, you know, Oh, I never play online. Oh, I never intend to play online. But what, what's the appeal then? What are the appeal, like appealing games then? If it's not Splatoon, which is online, then what? What the fuck are you playing? Zelda, which you can play on Wii U, uh, or blank, blank. The, like no games. There's no fucking games. Sure. And what games? Wii U. Never had any... Yeah, what games? Uh, the Wii U never had any fucking games either. Never had a Zelda game until, I don't know, two months from now. Uh, it never had any... Like, the only games worth getting were Nintendo games, but they're not even doing, like, Splatoon right. They're, they're not even doing that kind of shit right. They're doing Mario Adventure, and it looks like fucking Sonic Adventure, which is horrifying. Uh I just, I don't know. I get angry about this fucking console. Eh? Like, I get so mad because I was so on board. I I pre-ordered. I already had a pre-order. Yeah. I cancelled my pre-order. Yeah, I was, I was so in. I was like, "Yep, got to do it." Like, 
for Zelda, at least. I played Zelda. I thought it was fucking amazing. They had me. And yeah. then they pissed away. And they everyone, like, the, of us. <laughs> we do you know like the most common defense that I've seen on the net of fucking, of the Switch is, oh, poor hardcore gamers are realizing the Switch isn't, well, who the fuck is it for then? Oh, it's for families. What family is going to buy a fucking Switch for 470 fucking dollars when it's got five games on it, most of which they can get elsewhere, and the, uh, like they're going to walk into a fucking EB Games, they're going to see a Wii U, right, with a dozen games, most of them shit, for 150 bucks, or they can buy it on eBay for 150 bucks. Or they could buy a fucking Xbox 360 with an entire wall of games, uh, Xbox One with an entire wall of games, a PS4 with an even bigger wall of games. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're not family games. Some of them fucking are. Overcooked exists. Like, there are... Like, Ubisoft didn't just make Just Dance for the fucking Switch. These games exist elsewhere. Rayman Legends exists elsewhere. It's not like Zelda's a fucking family game. No. Mm. One, two, switch. I think what they mean is families Fans. who aren't hardcore gamers don't know what to buy. Don't know what to buy. So seen it's for them because saying, right? they'll make the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. They'll make, like, yeah, make poor purchasing decisions. You're going to, like, yeah. So many people are like, yeah, mum, mums and dads will walk in and they'll be like, oh, I know Nintendo, so I'll buy yeah. that. But that's, Pretty yeah. Much. That's not how, that's not how my parents ever made fucking decisions. They walked in and I got a fucking Master System 2 when the Mega Drive came out. So that's how my parents made decisions. And that's how a lot of parents tend to make decisions. Oh, it's cheap and it's got games. It comes with Alex Kid on it. Bingo, bango. Enjoy your Master System. It's pretty close. It's a Sega. You wanted a Sega, didn't you? Yeah. Kids are getting Wii U's. <laughs> They're not getting Switches. Um, yeah. At least they'll Maybe that's there. their tactic. They want to push sales ah, of the Wii U up. Finally. <laughs> so they'll release the Switch. <laughs> uh, at least they'll get to play the best version of Zelda, apparently. So that's good. So mm. uh, swing. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Like, even... The, the weird thing is that we were sitting there during that that conference and, like, the Zelda stuff finished and it came up with their release date. And we were like, all right, we're in. We were on that page, ready to pre-order. And yep. like pre-ordering, and it's like, and as time kind of went by, I was like, this is kind of weird. There's Nintendo hasn't said anything about the pricing yet. This is in Australia, because um, yep. they they announced the pricing in like the US, and you know they said they would release it in other regions, but we were still sitting there in the dark, and it was three hundred US dollars, which works out to about just under four hundred here. Um, and I was on like the line of right, if it's if it's got a four in it, I'm I'm out because that's I think it's too much, and I'm not willing to support that. Um. Yeah, and then it wasn't for, for like a couple hours later until we actually got word from Nintendo of how much local pricing was, and that was at the point yeah. where I was like, "Nah, I'm I'm good. Like, I can either wait or not do it because <laughs> it's I, I don't think that's right. I think it should be cheaper than what they're going for. Um, yeah. Especially with like you got to buy the accessories and all the other stuff that comes with it. Like, it's just adds up. I think they're just well, trying that, to hide some of those costs. Saw some places pimping out the idea of playing eight-player Splatoon local. But yep. It's literally just LAN. It's a network. It's a local area network. What uh, is this new technology? Right? Like, LAN? Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Ooh, tell me more. 
Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm super grumpy about it because I feel like they they tread on my dreams. Yeah, I was actually Cause, excited because that Mario thing looks sick. <laughs> that looks weird to me, man. It does look weird, yeah. but strangely, looks like Dreamcast. I don't know. Like six, Mario sixty four is like one of my favorite games, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "What is going on? Is this a, is this a Mario?" Like we couldn't figure it out to start with. I thought we were being yep. trolled or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be amazing, but that's just I'm not. I'm not reacting well to um, these people that look more like people and less like me's Nintendo me's you yeah. know what I mean and the city that looks like a city and then there's like cartoon Mario in it it feels like fucking Mario's on acid or something it's like you know when Peter Griffin fucking trips out and he's in the real world yeah yeah it looks like that he's like he's still he's like a 3D cartoon Peter Griffin yeah and he's in the real world yeah anyway that's that done yeah um and I read something about the charging grip like you need to you need to buy that that's separate (laughs) what the uh the charger that comes with it yeah like you need to buy that separately, otherwise it only charges um, like in the dock. Oh, okay. Something, something weird like that. The the, the controller grips, though, are Joy Cons. Yeah. Okay, that's odd, but I guess. Uh, so hang on, so you can only charge the Joy Cons by attaching them to the side of the fucking console itself. You can only do it one you without can only do the- one. What? No way, that can't be true. That's that's too no, that's too much. I think <laughs> that's too crazy. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. That's what I was told <laughs> from someone that was there. Maybe they were uh, wrong. Hopefully, they were wrong. Hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. Skylanders is the other game. Just Dance is Skylanders. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine buying. I, I get to write it off on tax, right? And I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll play it on uh, Nate's Wii U. <laughs> I'll play Zelda on Nate's Wii U because I haven't returned it yet. <laughs> nice. That's good. I think he's forgotten it, that you have it. <laughs> yeah. He uses it, all right, so. nobody tell him. All right, oh, yeah. Anyone nobody who's t- listening to the podcast, nobody tell him. Don't tell him. Nice. Okay. Uh, shall we do? We've got a speak pipe message. Yeah. Shall we listen to that? I've listened to it. You've I've listened done my to homework. It. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, well, we'll play it now, and then we'll respond. It's from Cameron. He wrote us, or voiced us, I guess, at speakpipe.com slash slash I don't remember the, the GA podcast the GA podcast I fucking hope so <laughs> the gap fuck speakpipe.com slash the gap wow god <laughs> we had this yeah. this discussion like we three hours yeah. ago about what we, we should call something yeah, <laughs> yeah anyway we fucked it we're uh, anyway anyway uh yeah so let's listen to that now 
I really don't understand what Nintendo think they're doing with the Switch. I bought the Wii U Platinum Bundle because I was really excited. I got the premium one, the black one with Nintendo Land. And where are the games? I enjoyed Smash Brothers, you know. There was that tech demo before it came out where they had a Legend of Zelda thing and it looked really cool, but all we got for the entire console was a remake of Wind Waker five years and a remake of Wind Waker. This new console, $470 with 32 gigabytes of memory, where a bunch of that is used for the OS. Two and a half hour to six and a half hours of battery life. What kind of portable has two and a half hours battery life? Five games on launch day. Zelda, 1-2-Switch, Skylanders, Just Dance, and an $100 Bomberman game trying to convince us that celebrating the 33rd anniversary of anything means something. At the end of the conference, they were saying, we hope we've convinced you that we've earned your money. Really? With a paid online service provided by people who have a track record of not understanding what an online service is. I wanted to be excited, and I hope they prove me wrong. That so yeah okay. That well, up, right? Cameron's at the same place that we're at. You got to play that okay when you when you play that for the people listening at home. Mm-hmm. You got to play it with that our serious song. <laughs> our serious song. You got to play it with that. What's our serious song? You know our serious song, the one from Arrival. <laughs> okay, is that what we're calling that song now? The serious song, yeah. Uh, all right, because yeah, so. that that he sounds he sounds like he sounds like he's upset. He sounds like someone like didn't just piss in his cereal. They like took a dump in it and then they took it out the back and shot it in the brains. Yeah, and then look, we're like, "Hey, you got to eat this, but you've also got to yeah. pay for it." <laughs> he Cameron's not Cameron's not happy. Yeah. Cameron's like as as happy as I am. He, he doesn't, but he doesn't. He's he's like when you're uh, when your mum isn't isn't mad at you. She's just disappointed. She's disappointed. Yeah. Cameron's just disappointed in Nintendo. I'm mad. I'm like, go get the belt. This is happening, Nintendo. <laughs> Cameron's like, I just can't. I can't believe you've done this. Um, <laughs> that was hey, that was a good good message. Yeah, uh, it was bit, bit well thought out. Nice the old bomber man, though. Which you know, I mean, the thirty third. Yeah, they are pimping. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer, but they are hammering the 33rd anniversary thing uh pretty <laughs> pretty hard such a, <laughs> such a great number two right? threes um but uh yeah like uh, i saw the press release for bomber man there was one hang on um the, i gotta read you the the bullet points Mm-hmm. Bomberman is back with the same game system and controllability with a fresh take on a classic title photo real graphics huh. what <laughs> what <laughs> why are there photorealistic graphics in Bomberman something that you've is... always wanted of course I'd never realised uh, but in the trailer there is no evidence of photorealistic graphics even a little bit Bomberman siblings and well known enemies are back with rich personality 3D stages with dynamic environments that is literally the fucking that's the that's not like that's not you can't pimp that out that is all of Bomberman motherfuckers 
battle mode for maximum of eight players, local connection battles, and online. Oh, yeah, can't wait to pay for online for that. Uh, enriched story with all star voice actors. I've always wanted voice acting in my Bomberman game when they throw, when the little guy puts a bomb down and then kicks it across the stage, or I need some fucking Dragon Ball Z storytelling shit. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, that was a good I, rant. I don't know. It was high quality. It was, it was a good rant. It was, it was well thought out. It was concise. Yep. I, uh, I'm with them on the Bomberman stuff too. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, you're all Bomberman haters. Do you think he sounds a bit like um, Mark Fennell? Who is that? That's the guy that does that uh, download this show podcast. And he was on SBS. Was he on SBS? SBS. He's a few SBS shows now. He's yeah, uh, doing SBS Vice Land stuff. Uh, movie critic. He was a movie critic on like Triple J, I think, for ages. Yeah. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I googled him. I sort of recognize him. I don't know what he sounds like. I don't At first, when I when I started listening to the audio file, I thought it was him. Maybe it is him. Huh. Maybe it is. So there you go, Cam. You should start a podcast. Yeah. Good idea. Hang oh, on. No, no, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Okay. We seem to lost John. I was starting no one can a touch the gap. <laughs> when the gap exists, okay? There is no, no point. One can touch it, but he can, he can compete with download this show. He can call it uh, stream idea. this program. Yep. Genius. You wouldn't steal a car. That's what you can call it. Yep. Yeah. You wouldn't stream a car. <laughs> yeah um, just to make a correction I just read up on the Nintendo Switch charging and you can charge it at the same time it's not one at a time so that was incorrect wherever I read that or heard that from cheapest creepers yeah you wouldn't blockchain a handbag <laughs> what I'd give it a shot I mean you try <laughs> yeah anyway that's that's you it TCPIP a house Oof, you wouldn't what? DNS a garage. <laughs> like you could steal a house anyway. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, all right. Wrap things up. We're done? Yep. That's yeah. all the news. Thanks for joining us, John. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's okay. Yeah. Good to have you back after your holiday. I know. It's good to be back. It was really cold over there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you can find us on iTunes, Android, and the Windows Store under the Gap or the GA Podcast. You can rate and review us on there. Um, you'll find us under the What's Hot section on iTunes because I've been checking every day and we're always there. So that's helpful. You know nice. why? You know why, John? Because why? We're the best video game podcast in Australia, the world. Oh, uh, we fucking do. Yeah, boy. Uh, you can also find us on facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash the GA podcast, um, or yes, speakpipe.com slash the gap. It's actually written here. I found it. And our website has all those links, which is gapodcast.com and also the Discord channel. Um, we have a link on there. You can join that up and chat with us. Job's always yip yapping away on there, I am. talking about things. You know, come play some Diablo with us. Uh, probably not anymore. Maybe next season. Well, well said. Well picked. <laughs> Good timing. Yeah, come play some DZ with us. Ah, there now there's an idea. Yeah, sweet. 
Um, so you can jump in there and uh, and chat away and hang out with other Gap people as well. It's always good fun. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, we are all on Twitter as well, which is twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. L-A-W-R-A. Job is... Joby Jojo. Joby Jojo. He had, to, he had a stroke then. He had to think about it. And Jung is the jungle. I was trying to remember what the arrival song was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the junglist. Sweet. What What do you got? Anything happening um, next next week or so? Anything you've been working on? Uh, there is something I've been working on, but I, I'm actually not sure if I can talk about it. Uh, I haven't asked them if I can talk about it yet. Okay. Um, so maybe the next time I'm on. I probably will be able to talk about it, but I should probably just ask first. Cool. But, um, you know, Game Informer, all that shit. Yeah. Nice. Um, the other thing is, for me, I've got a uh, piece going up on Survivor, which should be today, by the time people hear this, about Sniper Elite 4. So go check that out. Nice. And Job's got a bunch of stuff going on. I do at redbull.com and on ozgamers.com. Uh, some Sniper Elite stuff, some Halo Wars stuff, maybe. And I might be doing an interview with uh, some Counter-Strike team, but it's proving difficult to organize. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Are you Fingers doing crossed. the Mass Effect interview as well? Or is that someone? Or is that Nathan? That's that Nathan. Nathan. Oh. Well. All right. Well, that's it, right? Yep. We got one more thing, but should we we, should we do that? Record it and then put at the end. Do what? We'll just slap it in the the uh, the new website we're launching. Why why would we record it and then put it at the end? Where would we? Why wouldn't we put it right here? We can put it at the beginning. Let's do that. I don't put it at the beginning. Why? Put it in the middle. (laughs) Why why would you put it it in the middle somewhere? I'll just randomly insert it into a into a random spot. Because I figured if we could, yeah. we could make it like an advertisement job. Just paste over. It is an advertisement. We were now sponsored by Mail Trimp. <laughs> uh, mail, m- mail, <laughs> mail shrimp. 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 Yeah. What it's like MailChimp, mail but you can only send a really small amount of emails. 140 <laughs> characters. <laughs> you can only send emails that are like 2,000 kilobytes. Yeah. yeah. Saving the... Digital environment, one trimp at a time. At at, um, at at Telstra, we were only allowed to send emails that were send and receive emails that were five megabytes. Until I stopped working there, until yeah, for, like for the entire time I worked there, five megabytes per email. Fucking goofy, just ridiculous. Who the fuck like how? Can anyone function like that? Anyway, um, no, just put it here. What are you talking about? Oh, no, I just thought that, like, nobody would be listening at this point onwards. Like, we've lost- Everyone listens <laughs> to everything. We've already lost everybody. Well, that's that's good. It's a soft launch anyway. It's a soft launch. Um, yeah. yeah, we've had questions in the past of, like, uh, the gap and, like, how people can help uh, support us and what we do. So, we, we've it's something we've thought about for a while. Um, I think the first time we thought about doing this was in 2015, <laughs> but, uh, you know, knowing us, um, we did other things. So we launched our, our, our new website. uh, we we're independent. Uh, we made a few other changes in the back end, got a few things going. 
uh, new logo, that sort of stuff. Uh, the other thing we, we we didn't end up doing was launching a, a Patreon, which we've gotten back around to now. And yep. um, yeah, we, we've thought about how we can do that. We've, we've had questions in the past of like how people can support us and what they can do to, to donate and, and that sort of thing. And we've thought about it. Uh, we came up with a few ideas and we're throwing them out there and kind of seeing what people think. So you can um, you can check that out now at uh, patreon.com slash the GA podcast. You can head over there and if you want, you can uh, donate to us, I guess, every month. Only if you want. You don't yeah, have to do want. this. It is it is optional. We will still be a free podcast until such a time as when uh, Nika, the Japanese whiskey company, comes to me and offers me shitloads of whiskey to sell out. And then we will become a whiskey podcast. Oh, I love so, Nika. Uh, How good is Nika? It's so good. It's oh, redonks. yes. It's um, Yeah, so at that point, then things will switch up. But until then, we'll be a free podcast. So you don't have to. But uh, we've got some options. Uh, if you if you put $1 in a month, uh, we'll give you a shout-out uh, that month that you put it in. Uh, if you put 4 bucks in, uh, you can get... You can get early access to the podcast for reasons I don't understand at all. Because I thought uh, it'd be hilarious. It would one be of the things we complained very about weird. most. Very weird. We do hate early access. Was early access stuff. <laughs> I want you to t- like you want to you want to edit it and put it up, but I want you to not edit it, and that will be the early access version. Just the uh, shit version. Just, just the and then eventually the real version comes out. Uh, you know, ages later, or at least. You know, three days later, and uh, if you put think, in eight bucks, sorry, just a to month. add to that, I think you underestimate how much time I actually put into this. This, this, uh, like, <laughs> like producing the show. From, I know. From, from a, uh, from a, like, putting the file in there and then clicking yep. three buttons and then waiting fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, that's true. This isn't gonna like extend any time. It actually make things longer for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well then. <laughs> um, that's my bad. Yeah, uh, I put in buy us a beer. If you put in eight bucks a month, uh, you can buy us a beer. Just and one beer, one a month. Beer. So one that we month. all have to share. Uh, and uh, and <laughs> here's the upside: if you buy us a beer, yep. this entitles you to one time. If you see Luke or Joe, me on the street, you can say, "Hey, I bought your beer. You owe me a beer." And then we'll buy your beer. But only if so we'll give you the money back. Purchasable nearby. No, see, it's a, it's a trick. Okay, it's a scam, Jung. You're not listening. You're not you're no, not paying attention. The, it's an American. Actually. It's an American website, you see. And uh, so we actually make about seventy cents out of this fucking this deal. <laughs> you know? So yeah, see, I'm up here for thinking, down here for drinking, Jung. Nice. Yeah, I'm thinking this all the way through. 70 cents profit is still profit. Anyway, uh, we've got goals as well. $15 per month uh, will help us cover the server hosting because uh, we've just got expenses, you know. We have expenses. Uh, a lot of people listen to this. Of that. Uh, if everybody donated a dollar, Job could quit his full-time job. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, 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 probably. No, probably. Could. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could um, and do this full and, time podcasting full time, like not just full time, all time, all time. Like never stop podcasting. Twenty four hour job, 
Yeah, I would. It'd just basically be the Discord channel that sometimes I forget to like jump out of, and so yeah, you'll jump into the general channel on Discord, and uh, all you'll hear is me making dinner in the background, which (laughs) I don't think is that interesting, but apparently it's quite interesting. Uh, It's not something that I intend to do, but yeah. Uh, that's what I'd do if I was all the time podcasting is just that I wouldn't have a video video. I think would cheapen it. So, uh, I wouldn't do that. No video, just audio, all audio all the time. Uh, $50 a month and we'll do spoiler cast bonus episodes. Uh, everyone will get them, but it'll just make it a little bit more feasible. We'll put some fucking effort in, yeah. I guess. It just I'm means, it just means more about. podcasts for people and, um, yeah, more effort. <laughs> For, for a month. effort. Yeah. Yep. So we've done, as an example, we, we put one in there. We've uh, a couple of years back. Yeah. Years back, you couldn't geez. have picked a more recent one? No. Five years. Half we- a decade ago, we did one of these. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, and, Joe. And now you're like, oh, we'll aim for four a year. <laughs> no, no. We're going to go from nothing for five fucking years to four a year if we can make 50 bucks a month. Minimum. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum four a year. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, so Mass Effect, we did a Mass Effect 3 spoiler episode. Um, yeah, in 2012, we, t- we talked about the, the three games and kind of where our choices came together. Um, yep. And that was the really the last time we did one of those. We've done we've done in-depth discussions about um, about video games in the like the last couple of years, but they've always been tied to one of these episodes. Um, and it's True. usually something we leave at the end saying, hey, we're going to talk about this game now um, and we're going to go pretty deep into spoilers uh, I recall we did one for Bioshock Infinite one stage uh, we did The Witcher 3 a couple of years back um, but I would like to go back to doing maybe some separate ones and yeah that just means more work for us and having to take another night out of our, our days to do that and if that's something people want then, then go for it we, we're more than uh, we, it's something we can definitely look at well, we'll definitely have to if you've put it in the awkward yeah. position of being obliged to. Hey, uh, Simon, actually, I forgot, but Simon wrote into the Facebook page to ask if we reviewed Rogue One on the podcast yet. And we did, and I have to send that to you. And I think it might be gibberish. Oh, yeah, you did. I have to send that to you, Luke, but uh, I think it might be gibberish. Might be gibberish. It might be. We Because we were super drunk? Or you were super drunk? Yeah. I was super drunk. I yeah. was hammered. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Um, the other thing is if people have any goals they'd like to see on there or, or any suggestions of what we could do, because this is about like how we can evolve the show and, and other like content we can do. Um, cause yep. we've done bits and pieces or other, other things around, you know, on here. We, we did streaming a couple of years back. We did let's play videos. Um, but doing that stuff constantly, like on top of having, uh, proper jobs and doing it for, you know, taking out eight hours of our day is it's kind of hard <laughs> um so this just gives us a bit of incentive to try and do more if that's what people want totally right yeah just it just means we'll be able to buy that nicker whiskey yeah. <laughs> and then the people that have been like hey where can we send you shit like this is something they can look at if they want to you don't have to but sure so we'll be objective when we praise Nico Whiskey on our video game podcast. Exactly. You, yeah, you can tell that our 
our praise is objective because we won't be directly sponsored by them. But if you do happen to know anyone from Nick Whiskey, uh, hook us the fuck up because I want just all of it. I want to drink it all the time. It's just, it's just really nice, you know. It's not all that smoky, peaty bullshit. I hate that in whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's anyway. uh, patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Otherwise, there'll be links on our site as to where to go. Video that. games. That's us. Video games. We are video games, the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Jung. Thanks, Jung. Oh, jeez. Thanks oh, for geez. having me. Uh, we'll have to play some more Battle right? I reckon... Oh, not tomorrow. We're going to go play Magic tomorrow. We're playing Magic tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Let's talk about it next week. Next week. Yeah, let's play some soon. Now that I'm Diamond, I can't dip below Diamond. So I'm keen to just try out some different characters. Oh, can you not be dropped? Is is there like a ranking where you can be dropped or? No, you can drop divisions, but you can't drop a league. So Mm. uh, now that I'm Diamond, because you'll get like rewards for being Diamond at the end of the season and stuff. Whatever you are, you get a, a reward for it. So I'll get some better chests and shit, some more gold. See if I can get up to Champion League. Awesome. Killer. Okay. That's it. Let's wrap up there. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.